Limit Break Radio. Special event. <laughs> the Square Enix Community Team Podcast Tour. Featuring Rob Peeler, Matt Hilton, and Pico of Alakazam. <laughs> www.limitbreakradio.com. Welcome to a very special edition of Limit Break Radio. Joining me, Aniro, in the studio, I've got Kahlo. Kicking it from the back like always. Sale. Not going to say that. And Gamer. Gamer, welcome back. What up? <laughs> also joining us in the studio, we have Irufalian. Howdy. How you doing, man? Good. Good. Unfortunately, this is going to be Irufalian's last show, so before we, uh, we end up taking off, we're going to have to give you a send-off. But this is a very, very special Limit Break Radio, because joining us, we have two members of the Square Enix community team, Rob Peeler. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing good. Great great to have you on the show again. Uh, we really want to thank you for speaking to us out at FanFest uh, 2008 this year. Uh, it was a real big pleasure to speak with you out there, and it's great to speak with you again. Also joining uh, Rob, we've got Matt Hilton. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, great. It's uh, we're, we're really glad to have both of you here. We're really excited to pick your brains. And uh, also joining them from Alakazam, Pico. Pico, how you doing? I'm doing good. Great. Well, this is, uh, this is definitely a monumental episode for Limit Break Radio. The third show in the series of the Square Enix Community Team podcast tour. And, uh, of course... You know, being that this is uh, this is a uh, three show tour, we do want to encourage you to listen to uh, the uh, the Pet Food Alpha episode featuring uh, Rob and Ghani Man of FFX Cyclopedia talking about community events, and also he says she says our good our good friends uh, Tom Two and Soraya over at AskTomAndSo.com. Talking to Matt and uh, Opal Flame, our good friend Opal Flame of the FFXI Vault, about the MOG events. Uh, the uh, the M- is MHMU. A- a- MHMU. There we go. Uh, so uh, definitely make sure to check those out. Uh, they they will you know they'll give you a little bit of background on uh, on on what they do at Square Enix. But since you guys have already covered it with uh, with Pet Food Alpha and he says, she says, the issue that we're going to be, well, not the issue, but the topic that we're going to be talking about today is live events, like FanFest. And I am so excited. I'm so excited because the live events are totally unlike anything I have ever experienced in my life. They are they are so much fun, and I, 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 love, I, I love talking about them, so I'm really excited to, uh, to be talking live events here. So, uh, again, once again, thank you guys for coming on. We're uh, we're really excited. Our pleasure. No problem. So, uh, why don't we? Uh, you know, you guys. You guys, of course, appeared on uh, Pet Food Alpha, and he says, she says. But uh, but why don't you? Uh, this is this is the first time, uh, Rob. You you came on uh, uh, Fan Fest, of course. But uh, being that this is your guys' first time on Limit Break Radio, why don't you tell us just briefly a little bit about yourselves? Uh, well. We're members of the community team at the North American office. Uh, we both started here uh, early 2000s, and we've been mostly working in QA and then moved our way up to the community team because we both are fans of Final Fantasy XI and uh, wanted to help out that team and, and uh, enjoy the community that plays it. Excellent. 
the same as Robert, um, part of the community team. And uh, like he said, you know, we've been working uh, towards making the community, you know, happier and more excited through the various things that we do. And, you know, like we're going to be talking about today, live events plays a big part in that. And mm-hmm. not only Fan Festival, but things we've done in the past, like the iGames Tour, where we visited various states like Texas and New York and Hawaii. And Pico, I'm sure, remembers that one. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we work to do here. And uh, so we're excited to talk about all those things that we do. So, Excellent. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We're, we're ecstatic. Now, Pico, this is also your first time on Limit Break Radio, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about uh, you know, Alakazam, the website, and uh, particularly what you do uh, at Alakazam. Well, I'm the senior content manager. I uh, manage uh, staff of, uh, there's five of us in total, and we just take care of the database, we update the wiki base, we um, moderate the forums, and do our media relations between uh, us and the community team. And you guys also put on some really stellar events. Uh, the, most recently, the uh, the uh, the egg contest that was so awesome. Yeah, that, that was yeah. great. We're, we like to hold contests. Yeah, and 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 very creative contests. Uh, also around the time of the harvest festival, the the pumpkin carving contest. I thought yeah, the, yeah uh, that one was really fun. Yeah, so many of those submissions were so talented. And uh, the eggs a day was my favorite. Yeah, the sea egg. Yeah, it's great. So simple. Oh man! But you know, uh, it's 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 really great to to have all of you here, and uh, and and you know, I've, I've said this now I think six or seven times, but we're so excited. So, being that we're talking about uh, live events, why don't we uh, give kind of a, a brief history of the live events that have taken place in the past? Now, uh, listeners to Limit Break Radio will remember that I attended the 2007 Fan Festival and uh, Kahlo and I both attended the 2008 Fan Festival but prior to that uh, as as some may know, some may not, I don't know, uh, there was a 2006 Fan Festival and even before that uh, as uh, as one of you guys had mentioned, the iGames Tour. So uh, why don't we talk about uh, first uh, I think the iGames Tour was the very first live event to happen. Why don't we talk about the iGames Tour? Sure. Uh, well, uh, like you said, it was one of our first events, and actually we started kicking it off pretty soon after we started to uh, promote FF11 in the uh, North American market, and we did um, a few uh, tours pretty close to home. We had a Glendale tour, which is uh, in California, and what we kind of did on those iGames tours was use like existing, uh, kind of like you know gamer PC uh, LAN party kind of um setups and Mm -hmm. we kind of we worked with the owners of those stores to you know move in and set up events and similar things that we've done at fan festival on a much smaller scale Mm -hmm. just to try you know get started and see how um how to kind of you know do everything we wanted to do and see what we could do and see what kind of things are possible and uh those started off pretty early so you know those are like a few hundred people would visit those places and we you know that's where we started kicking off things like heroes combat and heroines combat Mm -hmm. and um you know, the first one was in Glendale, and I think the next one we moved over to Hawaii, which was where Pico was, and that was a really big event. That was, like, a really good amount. That was, like, a fan festival-sized turnout, wow. almost, or one of the first ones, yeah. I'm sure Pico can uh, tell you about how exciting that one was. I wasn't actually there for that one. I was bummed. I just missed it, and I joined right after they had uh, started uh, finishing it up. So I was like, oh, I really would have liked to have gone. But I heard a lot of uh, fun stuff happen there, and I saw, you know, the event pictures and everything, and People still talk about it. And actually, in our um, 
in our meeting room, we have one of the mouse pads from the uh, Hawaii uh, venue. Oh, wow. Which was PC Gamers and still here in front of me. And it's like what we use for our, uh, our mice inside of our community and service meeting room. So, you know, we still have these little memories from each of the places we visited. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's great. Uh, we'll have to yeah, send you a, really- we'll have to send you a mouse pad to commemorate this event. <laughs> yeah, nice. You just pass it around the office. We'll take turns with it. Um, no, I get the LVR mouse pad. pad this week. Come on. Right? Like the flip a coin. The rock paper, rock, paper, scissors for it. Rock, paper, scissors um, tournament that match. A, that was a fun event, though. Um, that's yeah. the first time that I met uh, Franco and Yasu. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there was Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember though when they emailed and they said, "Oh, we're gonna um, uh, have two of you guys to go to this thing," and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And then they emailed me and tell me it's in Aia. I was like, "What? <laughs> That's nice. five minutes from where I live!" <laughs> wow! I was like all excited. I was gonna get to travel or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> but being cool. five yeah, five minutes like from where you live, wow! Jeez, I wish I could walk. You know, down the street and go to Fan Fest. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we still haven't had like the one that close for us too. We still have to travel kind of far for those. But yeah. Now, uh, now, how about the the 2006 Fan Festival? Uh, this was this was the very first, uh, uh, you know, the the very first named Fan Festival. Uh, now, this was this this one took place in Santa Monica. Now, this was right on the pier, wasn't it? Right. Um, so for 2006, we were going to release uh, Treasures of Ottergon, and we wanted a large event to promote it. Since we had already done the iGames tour, we were a little more experienced about what was involved in making live events, and so we planned a, what we thought would be a really large event to invite a lot more fans to come down. Mm-hmm. And we set up a, a large tent on the Santa Monica Pier. I believe it was 200 by 80 feet. And uh, it was uh, pretty big, and we had Lots of different events, things that we hadn't done before. Um, we included the Blister Royale finals took place there. Mm-hmm. We also had a live concert with the Star Onions. And we uh, held our first uh, live quests, which we did in the next year and uh, in a smaller version the year after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, lots of different contests, lots of different uh, panels where we were set up. We had a developer's panel. In fact, we think, I think we had three, if I remember correctly. Wow. Uh, and they were focused on different aspects of the upcoming expansion and things that were coming out throughout the year. Um, I believe one focused on different jobs. And first they talked about the new jobs that um, had been announced for Treasures of Ottergon, mm-hmm. and then they went over changes that they were thinking of making to the remainder of the jobs in the game. And I remember one of the uh, most exciting things during that fan festival is that whenever we would say which job we were going to talk about next, we'd say something like Dragoon, and all the Dragoons would jump up and cheer and scream. <laughs> all yeah. three of them. <laughs> you know, it just went on and on. So every every job had a huge fan base that just jumped up and screamed and was really excited they were going to hear about their job. Oh, yeah. I, re- I mean, I remember during the uh, the 2007 developer panel uh, when they were going through all of the job adjustments, just, uh, you know, how many, how many different sections of the crowd would erupt in cheering uh, for for each different uh, uh, proposed adjustment, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, how many how many people ended up attending the uh, the 2006 Fan Fest, and how many days was it? It was uh, a weekend, so it took place on Friday, the day uh, before Saturday, mm-hmm. and then um, people were signing up and getting their registrations all taken care of on that day. 
And uh, they also spent some time in a nearby uh, building next to the tent, um, checking out their character on the pier and getting to know people. And it was kind of our first reception. And then the event took place uh, on Saturday and Sunday as well. And uh, it was about 1,500 people, I believe, was the total amount. Wow. So about, about double that uh, took place in Hawaii during the iGames tour. Wow. That's, that's a great turnout. Um, so, yeah, two, 2006 FanFest right, right, you know, right around the corner from uh, the Treasures of Otteragon release. And uh, I remember that this was the, uh, the 2006 FanFest was actually the very first time that I became aware of uh, fan festivals. I had never heard of the iGames tour previously. Um, and, uh, and, and this was, this was even before Limit Break Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, before uh, we even knew each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I remember hearing about it and being like, wow, Mithra's on the beach. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that ended up being a really cold weekend, didn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, we, you know, there's always the possibility that we were hope, hoping that it would not get as cold as it ended up uh, becoming, but we tried to accommodate fans. We bought some uh, heating spaces and some uh, blankets for people to wear and things like that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was unseasonably cold. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very odd for California. Yeah, right. <laughs> Southern California. You're like, oh, I lovely. Really wanted, I had really wanted to go to that one, but I had just given birth. And then when I heard how cold it was, I was like, okay, maybe it was good that I didn't go. I, <laughs> I think it even rained a little bit. Uh, one moment, one one part of the day. So, but hopefully we can get everybody huddled in that tent. Get so cold, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. The rain didn't last very long, and then you know, luckily having so many people inside the tent actually created a lot of like body oh, heat. So it, inside the tent it was actually a lot warmer than outside. So that was a plus. But, you know, <laughs> it was interesting. We had hoped to have a really nice sunny event on the pier in Los Angeles, and then the weather was against us for a little a little bit of the time. So it was unfortunate. <laughs> Well, you can never you can never predict the weather. Living yeah, in right. <laughs> living in Michigan, I know that. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the the following year, uh, the 2007 Fan Fest held in Anaheim, California. This was my very very first Fan Fest, and I still have incredibly fond memories of that event. Uh, you know, covering it and meeting uh, meeting everyone out there. Uh, Matt, meeting you out there. That was uh, that was. Absolutely stellar, and getting my picture taken with Sage Sunday—that was really cool. Um, so, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about the uh, 2007 Fan Fest? Uh, well, 2007—you know, obviously we learned a lot from the first Fan Festival, so we kind of decided, you know, to build on our strengths and um, change a few things around. We had a, um, a much larger venue, you know, we were inside, so that was a plus. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, similar to the year before, we had, you know, a lot of the same kind of dev panels, which people really liked a lot. You know, we had um, uh, we had another concert. We brought uh, Kumi Tanioka. She came by herself that year to uh, do some piano solos for us. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we expanded on our live quest. You know, we learned a lot from doing the first live quest. It was like a smaller scale. It was like a few, three or four or five NPCs and a few small quests but then you know 2007 we had this huge live quest and had like 10 NPCs and quests everywhere so mm-hmm. people had something to do all the time and yeah uh, I remember the uh, first few nights when we were doing the registration the line was just crazy outside the hotel it was like wrapped around the side of the hotel and yeah it was pretty it was exciting to actually it was funny because we actually had people who were doing the like the video for the fan festival and they were 
you know, constantly around videotaping everything that was going on. And then they would walk through the line during registrations and people would just start cheering. And so you have like this huge like wave crowd <laughs> effect. It was pretty cool. That is, that is very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the guys were there and we had the, we introduced the booths, you know, so we yep. had people who had, you know, Pico was there. She had an Alkazam booth and, mm-hmm. So it was really cool. I mean, we put the booths right near the registration because we figured that would be really good exposure for the first um, um, registration time. And it ended up working out pretty well because everybody went by the booths to uh, register. So they ended up getting a lot of uh, FaceTime with the people who were in line and talking back and forth. And then they would come back to the booths and talk to – I'm sure Pico can tell you some fun stories about that. So. <laughs> Yeah, the one one of the things that I I really regretted was uh, my plane ended up landing that Friday oh, yeah. at about uh, well actually it technically would have been Saturday at about uh, mm-hmm. four or five in the morning and uh, and I I would have I would have loved the chance to be able to just you know walk around with the mic and talk yeah. to people in line that would have been really great and I I really regretted getting there late which is why we didn't get there late for the 2008 Fan Fest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so but but Pico on on your end, what was the 2007 fan fest like oh it was uh it was awesome i mean there's so many people there and um our booths were right in front of the registration line so everybody had to pass us before they got to register and so people would wave at us or come talk to us and stuff like that and yeah it was really fun and um i liked having a booth but at the same time like when the actor event started it started to become apparent that um, we were we were doing a lot more walking around than sitting at the booth. So yeah, um, there's pros and cons to having a booth, um, but I, I really liked having it in front of the registration line, mm-hmm. as opposed to like last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked interacting with everybody, though. I met people of all ages that play Final Fantasy that I wouldn't have expected. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting last for a 2007 event because we were in the. Uh, the huge hotel and they actually had a lot of different rules that we had to follow you know so there were some things that were like oh you can't leave this area un- unsupervised so you have to do this so but for 2008 we worked with the hotel a lot closer to kind of get a lot of those things you know more lax and we had a lot more security and stuff like that so mm-hmm. we actually gave the premier sites and the people who had you know our guests who had booths there and like you guys to the chance to kind of you know you don't have to be at the booth all the time right so you know feel free to kind of go around because it's a lot easier that that year than the year before just do the ways that we worked with the hotel to kind of make sure that you know like Pico said, you know, it was kind of hard to do both things at once. So we kind of, you know, wanted to set up schedules or something like that that would make it a lot more free and able to, you know, see more of the show and do more things with the actual community. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know what was funny about um, last year's one was uh, before I was leaving, I told my boss where it was going to be. And she's like, oh, my niece is the event planner there. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so nice. she told me what she looked like and I found her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Small world, small world. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, with that, why don't we uh, why don't we move along into uh, last year's 2008 fan festival held out in Hollywood, California. Uh, now, this uh, you know this was a little bit different from uh, fan fest previous. Uh, that the uh, uh, actual event only was uh, it was bumped down to one day, um, but uh, but the the registration night, uh, the open bar, I think was also a big hit. Oh, absolutely! So, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> you and so many other people. So, I am definitely coming next year or next time. <laughs> as long as there's an open bar. Oh right? yeah. 
nice. <laughs> so uh, the 2008 Fan Fest uh, out in uh, uh, out in Hollywood. Uh, wh- what did you guys think about that? Uh, was there was there anything that you, uh, you know? Obviously, you said that you know you had learned from uh, Fan Fest previous to this. So uh, what was it that you put into practice with the 2008 Fan Fest? Well, one thing in particular that we did um, is that we noticed that Matt and myself were very, very, very busy in the last two fan festivals and didn't have a lot of time to uh, talk to fans and interact with players and uh, you know get their feedback directly and, and basically be able to walk around the event and see what was going on uh, without having to you know handle a lot of different events and, and make mm-hmm. sure everything was going according to schedule. So we really tried to make this fan festival um, an opportunity where we could get a lot of things done beforehand and then let them work themselves out while we walked around and talked to fans and interacted with people. Because that's what we really wanted to do was to interact with people who play this game so uh, we could you know, get their feedback directly from them and, and help them realize how close we want to be with the community. So that's why the um, open bar was really good. The whole reception itself was really great. Yeah. Because we had then an opportunity to actually ourselves walk through and talk to people and spend some time with them and hear their concerns and at the same time, you know, just share stories. And it was very uh, lighthearted and uh, kind of just like a loose environment, but it, it, it helped us connect with people a lot better. And I think that's one of the things that made that fan festival really special. It was the communal aspect, the way that everyone was able to talk to each other and uh, get to know each other well in advance of attending any of the events. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we did some other things with that, too. Um, we introduced um, a lot of the content that was coming in the December update. And uh, the way that ran is we were able to introduce one of our new uh, in-game activities called the Swarm. Mm-hmm. And I know that was really successful. A lot of people really enjoyed that event. And uh, it was it was good that we could do that event. And because the, the venue was a little smaller than the year previous, we weren't able to uh, fill the space with a lot of the other in-game events we did before, but thankfully we were able to give them out as prizes so people could do them on their in-game character. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciated that to uh, to be able to go do uh, do some of those events uh, in the you know in the privacy of my own home where I can scream and swear at my computer screen without detracting from anyone else's experience. <laughs> nice. So uh, so yeah, that, and and um, you know the the event as a whole was was a lot of fun. Um, you know uh, the. You know everything from from being able to meet Scott Ramsamir. Uh, I thought that that was a really really cool inclusion. Um, you know to, uh, to to checking out the model and maze mongers and uh, and all of the presentations were uh, were you know they're always very interesting. So uh, the those I I, I really uh, had a great time at uh, at the 2008 Fan Fest. Another great thing about that Fan Festival is we were able to display the art contest pieces. Yeah. And, and- a lot better way, so a lot of people were able to just walk through and check all out, check out all the entries, and, and vote on them that way. And I think that people were really impressed with the way that those turned out because you know some of those pieces were really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the art contest, you guys get some really incredible submissions, uh, and uh, you know I, I I always make sure that I flip through them uh, whenever they're put on uh, on the the play online page. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, that's that's really uh, that's really fantastic. For uh, anybody who hasn't gotten a chance to see those, um, we have them all displayed on the fan festival site right now. So, if you ever want to just go back and look at the people that the art that people submitted last year, um, 
it should be all up on that page at uh, ffxifestival.com. So, you know, you guys have four years of doing this and, and putting together these fan festivals now. So what exactly goes into, you know, making a fan festival and planning it out? Oh, my gosh. So much stuff. <laughs> you have no idea. It looks easy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it looks easy, but it's just a lot of work. A lot of the departments work together. It's not just a community team. You know, we get our other international offices involved discussing things that we could do and we're planning months and months and months and months out. I mean, honestly, it's like right when we finished 2007 Fan Festival, you're starting to think about Brainstorm for 2008. It's just, you know, it's, it's, a, lo- it's a long process because you just, you never know, you know, what you could do earlier. And, what, and then once you, we're starting to get the hang of it now where it's kind of like, okay, well, we know how this works. Let's focus on this new idea. And we know how this is an established flow. This is an established process. So now we can focus more on this or this, you know, and, you know, like Robert mentioned earlier, 2008, it was really, um, I'm not sure how uh, obvious it was um, from the player and the community perspective, but it was a lot smoother process for us. It was, you know, it's 100% difference from the years before where, you know, we were up until, you know, 3 a.m. stuffing gobby bags <laughs> to where, you know, we were done, you know, way earlier. And it was just, uh, I mean, we're learning a lot all the time. So it's honestly, we work with the departments here. We work with like our operations group which is our info our info center and our gm team and you know we we get feedback from them and we talk to um the people in japan and we say okay because they're doing events too you know like mm-hmm. the vanifest yeah. and things like that so they have their own experiences that they can help us plan with sort of like oh you know this is a good idea but we might you might want to do it this way because we found that this works or you know or this works better right i think so, one of the notable uh, ideas that they gave us in 2007 was the introduction of Hiromichi Tanaka at the beginning of the fan festival. Oh, oh with, yeah. with, with the fire? <laughs> the, the, that's 2008. Oh, 2007, yeah. the curtain dropped and he was there. And oh, was, that's uh, right. You know, I, 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 think I, I think I had missed that because I was in the middle of interviewing oh. someone. Oh, man, I, I wish I had been able to see that. But the, 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 the introduction of uh, Hiromichi Tanaka at 2008 was really, uh, was really yeah. awesome, too. And Nero turns over to me. He's like, that guy is so intense. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's awesome. It's funny. It's, you know, same thing with Japan, too. They're always trying to think of uh, cool ways to kind of, uh, you know, show Tanaka-san, uh, you know, approach or how he comes out. And like in one of theirs, I forget which year it was. I think it was 2007. Uh, I believe he actually came out of like the ground, like a, like a, he rose up out of the ground. And we're like, oh man, that would that's be awesome. awesome. It's so fun. It's like that's one of the things that we're like, okay, what can we do this year? You know, what can we think of? It's it's a fun thing that we all work together trying to think of something to do, and it usually comes out really well. I mean, you know, we work with the our audio visual audio visual guys, and they say, oh, we could probably do this or something like that. You know, it's really cool. So so uh, yeah. something like you know the 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 chocobo race where you hand out stuffed chocobos. That was something. That the uh, the the Japan team came up with that you guys didn't necessarily think about, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's just like what they did for their last year is they actually had like a, a chocobo race where people could like vote or or um, kind of guess who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And they all had like different personalities. Like this, the, like the red chocobo is like you know the, pa- the passionate chocobo, or and everybody <laughs> had their own tickets. And so it's kind of like you know watching a giant mm-hmm. chocobo race the entire event, and then they had winners. <laughs> it was interesting. So, we really so, definitely talk to each other in regards to what ideas we can do. Um, it's interesting trying to pull some of their ideas and then vice versa because our events in a lot of ways are very, very different. Theirs is typically three hours or so. 
whereas ours is a whole weekend. And right, right, yeah. It's like totally different venues, and there's different things we can do, but we're always you know, bouncing ideas off each other and making sure that it uh, is it's going to be best for region. I, I think it is important to, uh, to to mention or make the distinction that um, as the North American community team, you guys are really only in charge of the North American live events, not any of the other live events that take place anywhere else. Correct. So when you know there's an organ- when we're organizing a live event, you know we get the assistance from Japan team, but we're not creating their events. They're not creating ours. It's uh, done mostly here. Right. So you know uh, there's been all types of different events uh, that you hand out with the package, like, you know, the Mercenaries Camp, the Swarm, the Heroes and Heroine Combat. How does, uh, uh, do, do you guys actually have a hand in coming up with those ideas and, and helping to create those? Uh, yeah, we talk with the uh, the Japanese side and they say, okay, well, <clears throat> the dev team has some time, let's think about what we can do. I mean, things like that are, you know, planned pretty far in advance. And so we, you know, we give feedback and we say, hey, you know, this might work or players might enjoy doing this. And then we work uh, really closely with like our counterparts in Japan to kind of facilitate, you know, speaking with the dev team for ideas. So I mean, those things. Um, I remember Heroin's uh, Combat. They were like, "Oh, who should we fight?" And we would all give suggestions, and we were like, "Oh, how about this person? How about this person?" And pretty much, you know, most of them go in. So it was mm-hmm. really cool. I mean, the swarm was actually, I think, a pretty new idea that came from a mixture of different events that we've proposed in the past. And um, I think the specifics about it um, for. Because we did, we debuted the uh, mythic weapons there at Fan Festival 2008 for players to actually use and try out, and that actually came from uh, one of the Japanese community guys who thought it was a really good idea. So we were like, "Wow, that'd be really awesome if we could do it!" And then, you know, he got it pushed through. So right, it's just a lot of um, talking back and forth and saying, oh, "How about this?" or you know, shooting for the moon and seeing what you can do and seeing what um, might be fun. Or if, or if one of the teams says, "Oh, you know, it's a good idea. How about if we do it this way?" And we're like, "Oh, that works a lot better because you know." It, it, facilitates a lot of a lot more flow or stuff like that so everybody's kind of tossing in suggestions and seeing what works and what doesn't and then we kind of you know mold the idea into um, well this is going to work everywhere this is going to be perfect so by the time we get to the end of it it's like okay we have this whole event ready and it's good to go so i mean it's it's a lot of feedback from everywhere it's not like there's one guy who's like, okay, I'm going to create the next live event. <laughs> you, you guys do the registration flow. You know, it's not like, I mean, you know, it's like Robert said, we, we all wear a lot of hats right. when it comes to like the live events. It's like, you know, one day we could be planning, okay, here's how people stand when they're in line and here's where they turn to go to this next area. And here's how the flow works for this event or this event. And then the next day we'll be booking people's flights for like, you know, um, the Japan office to work to make sure that this dev person's coming and this dev person's coming mm-hmm. and then the next day we'll be working on okay we're working on the website text now we got the graphics ready okay wow. and then the next day we're working with legal to get contest rules you know it's we do a lot of different things and it's just it's kind of like a whole you know teamwork you know it's kind of weird to say it's like cheesy to say it's like a big teamwork but you know it's what it is I mean we're all yeah. we're always talking to each other throughout like I said we're planning months and months and months and months out so it's it's like right when you get done, we're like, okay, that was great. Let's take a week to you know recuperate, and then you know, next fan festival. And we're like, oh, okay, let's do it. So that's why I wasn't running. getting emails back from you, Matt. That that explains it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> it <was> wiped out. <laughs> no, I'm Man, kidding. Yeah, after fan festivals, we just we're we're oh. just. Well, after actually, I can't say right after fan festivals, but right when fan festival ends, we start working on the wrap up stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that's another thing that you know Robert and I do is we're working on like the website because you know it, you know and the videos not, too. There's videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the YouTube videos. Kumi Tanioka's um, concert last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. It's like, you know, it's right when that's done. You know, not everybody can go to Fan Festival, obviously, but we're trying to make sure that everybody can experience the things that go on there. Because it's not, it's not just an event for just the attendees. I mean, the attendees have a great time and they have a lot of fun. And they can see the stuff firsthand, but we also want to make sure that everybody can experience the fun that goes into fan festival. So we're working to get you know the Q and A scripts um, uploaded. We're working to get like this uh, summaries ready and taking photos. We have oh man, when we come back from fan festival, we have like gigabytes and gigabytes of, of photos and videos, and we just start going through. And we're like, okay, this would be good for here. This would be good here. It's just you know. And then once that's done, we can take a, a breath for a few days. I mean, this is the podcast tour, but even as recent as today, this is kind of part of the whole wrap-up scenario in which we work for, for FanFest. We're talking about FanFest 2008 right now yeah, and garnering feedback from the community. And then you know, only a few months ago, we had the Alakazam survey, which again was you know, after FanFest, where we, we, we used those uh, event opportunities to basically get a lot of uh, material and feedback and, and information and ideas from the community back to us throughout the whole year right. while we're preparing for the next fan festival coming up and things like that. So it, all that stuff just runs together. It's a whole year process, process almost. Absolutely. Um, I actually had a question for you guys really quick about the events that you do um, discuss about with the other people in the team. Have there been any events that you yourselves wanted to see but just couldn't – it just didn't work out? Um, well, the last – Three years, uh, I've been one of the big pushes for live quests and a lot of the live quest ideas. Mm-hmm. And like Matt mentioned earlier, when we come up with ideas, we usually shoot for the moon first, and eventually we have to start scaling things back for what's uh, reasonable and what's effective. Right. And, and I know a lot of the ideas I put forth, I'm like, oh, this would be awesome. And then I'm like, no, that's completely unrealistic. No one could do that. <laughs> it take way too long, or only one person could win, or something like that. And you know, I'd have to pull it back, pull it back, and come up with new ideas. I, you know, we'd have to talk talk back and forth a lot of times to discuss oh, where would the flow go and what rules should be a, you know, part of this quest and what you know things should they need to do and is this possible in a hotel room? Is this possible on a pier? You know, it's difficult. Right. Yeah, so they all those down. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. As for me, I mean, I can't really think of too much. I mean, we're pretty lucky when it comes to the stuff that we get to do because you know the dev team. Usually, when we have a fan fest, we we you know we're we're up against deadlines for something huge for Final Fantasy XI. Like you know, yeah. the first one was Treasures of Ottergon came out like a month later, mm-hmm. and then the second one, it's like Wings of the Goddess was like the next week almost. And you know, it's it, you, you look okay. at it and you go, oh, it's probably ready. It's ready. It's good to go. But you know, they're still working on some finalizing some things. And we were you know, 2008, we were really uh, we were really lucky because the version update was coming. Yeah, and we were worried, you know, oh well, this person might not be able to make it because they have to do this, and then. But you know, it's like they really they really work hard to make sure that the fans have a really good experience. So they send people over, and you know, it's pretty amazing. We, you know, even though that stuff is being worked on in Japan, like nonstop, getting ready for launch, it's like they send over like really key people to kind of you know make sure the experience here is also fun. And like you know, we had Otter Gone uh, playable for the first time, and that was coming, and that was still you know really work in progress but they the dev team still took time to make sure it was ready for fan festival and same with like the wings of the goddess stuff we had the the new jobs playable and that was huge i mean you know we had the guy who created the jobs at fan festival so wow it's we're, we've been pretty lucky i mean i look at that stuff and it's like it's pretty cool to see what they're willing to do too i mean it's not so much like well we're busy so we can't really do anything so you know good luck but you know they they work pretty hard to make sure that 
you know, our live events because they know that they're really important to the community and they know the community has a great time with them. So they don't hold back and say, well, we're kind of busy. So, you know, just have Heroes Combat. <laughs> you know, right. they, yeah. they work and they're like, okay, well, we can show this part off, but maybe not this part. And, you know, it's really, it's pretty impressive to me to see what they're able to, to do for the live event specifically, you know? It's, so, I mean, so, I mean, personally, I haven't, I can't really think of anything that was too much that we wanted to do because usually they surprise us and they're like, you know, we're going to have both jobs playable for Wings of the Gods. And we were like, oh, wow, that's awesome, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think one, I think one of the telling things is that Hiromichi Tanaka has been in attendance at all three. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, I mean, he's, you always know, makes a big deal about going and he's the head hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Very cool. One of, you know, one of the most inventive events uh, that uh, I recall is at the, was at the 2007 Fan Fest, uh, the Atmos Challenge. Uh, can you guys tell mm-hmm. us anything about how that may have came about? Because I, I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, that event and, and being able to talk with the participants and you know, ask how they're doing and what, you know, what their strategy was and all of that. It, just, it, was, it was very unique, very inventive, and, and not something that I had ever thought uh, I would ever see. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, sure. A few people had that idea, and we discussed it back and forth. There's actually one of the, of the last ideas that we had implemented in regards to uh, in-game events. You're aware that in 2007 we had uh, players participating in Heroes and Heroines Combat in the Mercenary Challenge mm-hmm. in uh, trying out the new jobs for the Wings of Goddess. So there was a lot of stations being utilized to try out a lot of different content. Yeah. But we still had some left over, um, and we you know, were trying to think of ways we could use it up, and we thought something that would be fun would, would be the Atomos Challenge. And the idea is basically we wanted to see people um, marathon play this this game. and Because that's, you know, really Final Fantasy XI in-game play is what our uh, festivals are all about, reminding players what's going on in-game and what they can look forward to. And so we kind of just wanted to immerse them into experience and remind them what it's like to try out as a brand new player and start from the beginning without... Yeah, that's exactly like one of the funniest parts about that is, is it was it was on Atomos, so there was like no existing ecosystem at right. all. There was no, you know, there wasn't like, you know, you had your friend, you had really great armor because you know you're really a 75 character on like five jobs, and this is your other your six level one job. It was just kind of like okay, start from <laughs> scratch. You're on a brand new server. There's no auction house ready yeah. to help you out, and it's just kind of interesting to see what choices people made. I mean, we saw a lot of uh, similar jobs because. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know if you remember, or if people remember, but there was like different goals to reach. You know, yeah. we didn't tell people exactly what all the different things were, but it's like you know who has the most gill or who has the highest level or stuff like that. We had also other things too, but one of the funniest things when we were doing the interviews, we'd periodically go over there and like Robert would, you know, we talked back and forth. And one of the funniest things we started seeing a lot of like Galka monks, and we were like, <laughs> okay, well, we were going to the line. I was like, well, here's the sixth Galka monk, and here's the seventh. It, it was still fun because people were, it was, you know, it was working, and people were trying to, they were going for like one specific thing instead of like, well, who knows what the other things could be. So people who weren't trying to do, you know, one specific um, aspect of the challenge were doing various things. Actually, ended up winning different things because you know there was a lot of hidden yeah. uh, surprises. But it was so funny because people would like uh, they they got leaping Lizzie to pop in uh, Gustaberg. <laughs> they were all so little they couldn't fight it, and they had all tried. And I think they, at one point they all worked together, and I think uh, they got it. They, a few of them died, but one of them beat it, and I think they didn't get the drop. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to see what they were doing. You know, we'd go over there, and like some person who was in Winder, so like all of a sudden, like in 
Horutoto ruins and they're doing like the mission and it was just interesting to see what things uh, people did when they were kind of just told okay here you go let's see what you can do yeah some of the categories that they were trying for were most skill earned or most experience earned but one of the secret categories was how many times you died <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there are players you know who were as Gawka Monks and trying to get as much experience and as much uh, gill as possible and then some players who just didn't do so well ended up winning because they died more often. <laughs> Congratulations, you died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, now, uh, uh, one more one more thing. Uh, you you had mentioned uh, the the uh, Alakazam Fan Fest survey, and we'll get we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, but uh, but even even earlier, when you were talking about the 2006 Fan Fest, you had mentioned the Ballista Royale. Now, this was a really really unique event that happened in 2005 and 2006. Uh, that was not necessarily a live event but more like a combination of an in-game event and a live event uh, with the finals taking place at the 2006 Fan Fest. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe maybe Ballista Royale is not necessarily, uh, you know, 100% pertinent to the, to the topic, but uh, I got to say, I really enjoyed uh, the, the Ballista Royale, um, or, or at least the concept of it, because when it actually happened, uh, I... I wasn't uh, as as aware of uh, things going on in the FFXI community uh, as as maybe I, I should have been or, or wanted to. Uh, so I feel like I kind of missed out on uh, on a, on that Ballista Royale. So it, it, are, do you do you know if we'll see anything like that in the in the future? Maybe I mean because that that would be that would be great. Well, it's something that we're hearing a lot of feedback on. So I mean, it's something that it's, it's always being discussed uh, in the community. People seem to really have a good time with it. And people who you know, like you said, who missed out are always curious about how it worked. Yeah. So I mean, it's something that's you know possible to talk about. I mean, I wouldn't say it's you know it's definitely going to happen, but you know we hear a lot of positive things about that experience. And I remember you know I had just joined the community team when we had started to put the planning in place in 2005 for that. So I remember seeing the whole process when we had the voting and we had you know people had to. Um, you know the uh, the fir- very first uh, bouts on the, all the different worlds. It was pretty interesting, and it was pretty interesting watching it going. It was like every weekend there was a few different um, fights between people, and then we started doing the uh, full server uh, cross server uh, battles, mm-hmm. and people seemed to like. It. And then we you know like we culminated it we culminated in uh, Fan Fest 2006 it was on stage that both uh, both finalists challenged each other, and people had a really great time watching that. Um, it's something. It's something that's really a lot of fun. So I mean, it's always being talked about. It's I mean, things like that are being talked about. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I can't. You know, we can't guarantee anything, obviously. But I think a lot of people had a lot of fun with it. I think. I think there's a really core group of players who just love Ballista, and they're always excited to see something come back to that. Yeah. So I mean, it's something that's you know, people think- seem to want. I think it would be a, a, a good shot in the arm to Ballista because I don't know very many people that do Ballista anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard there's like there's like some communities where it's like, okay, well, let's find where the biggest Ballista you know effect is and let's all try to go to that server. Mm-hmm. You know, once we introduced the world transfer service, yeah, people were trying to figure out, well, this server is perfect for Ballista. Let's all go there, and then they have like a thriving ballista experience so it's kind of interesting and then you know some people were like well let's go to the the servers where like the winners were you know let's just see if they want to fight you know it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see what people do so i mean there's people who just love ballista and i think you know it's 
it's a good opportunity to kind of you know talk about it and get people involved. But you know, something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I've only done Ballista, you know, a, a couple times, and I was never a big fan of it. But even the first time that I got thrust into it, I mean, it's really not not so different from just being out and playing because you're still using your job that, the way that you mm-hmm. normally would. So it's not like you know it's difficult or hard to get into. It's just playing like you would normally play in any situation where you know you're put up against a new type of mob and you have to you know mm-hmm. figure out the best strategy for Except it. Except this one thinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one reacts to you and uses you against yeah. you. You know, exactly. It's interesting. What is there any of the difficulties or hurdles in planning something like Blister Royale that you could talk about? Uh, I think the biggest hurdle is just the coordination because you know it's yeah. it's a huge thing. It's not something that's like okay, we'll just do this, you know, because it has GM team involved. They were making sure that the you know the characters were set properly, and the dev team was involved, making sure that the character data was ready because they had to be specially flagged, you know, because it's not like a regular. Um, it wasn't just a regular match. It was like a specific match, and they had to have certain you know flags on, and and the community team was involved, you know, promoting it and discussing it with players, and it in was. A lot of ways, it's almost like building another fan fest. Wow! Because you have to build a whole new site for it is what we did in the, in the original one anyway, mm-hmm. and a lot of coordination, like you said, mentions uh, involving GMs working with players, players working with GMs, them working with the community team. I mean, there was a, a live cam that was recording a lot of uh, the matches. We had to. Uh, monitor the matches they were going on. It was taking place on every server, um, and it went over a series of months. So yeah. it was it was a lot of work, a lot of coordination, and I think the biggest hurdle would be just finding the time within everything else, and then being able to execute it this, at the same caliber as we did before or better. So um, it's not that we don't want to do it, and it's not that you know we haven't looked into it, and then we're not going to look at it. Just that it's it's a very difficult task, but. Like Matt said, you know, we can always try to explore new ideas and see if we can get something like that done. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so we talked a little, or you, well, you guys had mentioned the uh, the Alakazam Fan Fest survey. Uh, so, uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about uh, about what you guys learned from the survey? Uh, so, uh, you, you guys want to talk about that? Sure. Um, so, yeah, we had a survey that we took. I believe it started in December. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty much right after Fan Festival, like the week after, I think. And uh, we had a lot of entries for it. Somewhere in almost 400 entries were submitted. It was basically a uh, couple, like five questions that was submitted on Alkazam thread, and uh, players would then answer you know, what their thoughts were about Fan Festival 2008, what their thoughts were about live events in general, and I think a random person was chosen to win a prize, so that was good motivation to get people to answer those questions. But we did get a lot of data from it. Um, I can mention a few of it here if you'd like. Uh, absolutely. We'd, we, would, uh, we would love to hear some of the results. Okay, so um, about 64% of the people who responded have been playing for more than five years. This is one interesting aspect of it. Wow. It seemed like a lot of the people who were answering were veteran players. Um, 25% of that was about three to five years of playing, and only about 11% was less than that. Um, didn't take that long for people to get to level 75, because 84% of the respondents had a level 75 character. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there were that many people who have less than that, so they're definitely experienced players as well. Um, most of the responses came from a list of about seven or eight large states. California had 15% of the responses, um, Florida had 8%, and then it's divided up about 8% for between Georgia, Maryland, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, 
Texas and Virginia. And then ever and then the rest of it just encompassed all those other states about one or two entries each. Oh wow. And then we had yeah, we had some from Canada as well and one from Europe. Well, well, oh, yeah. we we can we can account for at least uh, at least one from Europe with uh, with Mister Tom too coming all the way from <laughs> uh, from Holland. And of course, there was the guy who won the traveled the furthest, came from Australia. Yep, yep, yep. That too. Um, but that's really, I, I mean, that's really interesting. There's just the uh, the uh, the um, distribution as to uh, you know attendees from. Uh, different states, uh, especially you know Michigan being one of those. Uh, I thought that we had all of the Final Fantasy XI playing Michiganders in the room currently, uh, but nice. I guess I'm wrong. So well, it's it's pretty clear that the vast majority of respondents are from California, which whereas mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our players are, and that's pretty obvious because it's a very large state with a large population. But um, yeah, the rest were kind of distributed amongst these other states, including I thought it was surprising Georgia was one of those. Yeah. Uh, larger respondents and uh like you said virginia and michigan were pretty big on there too was was um, texas in there too i, I didn't yes texas as well texas they had yeah, eight, they had eight percent we we get we uh, uh we use a uh, uh an analytics service to tr- uh, track where our traffic comes from and a surprising amount of traffic comes from uh texas in fact that's our number one state that we get the most traffic from is texas which is shocking. Yeah. yeah, shocking. I would have. I would have pegged California. Well, and, you know, it's it's similar to California in that it's a large state with a yeah, very true. big population, so it's good good uh, reasoning that a lot of people will be responding from there. Oh, I was just hoping um, you guys were spamming our site. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the demographics of who's been submitting to this uh, survey. But here are kind of the results of what they said: is that forty-four percent of them are said, said they are willing to travel across the nation to go to a fan festival or a live event. forty-four percent. So, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it's that's I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a little bit healthy number. Of yeah, that, it is. That is a healthy number. Um, you know, I did separate the the respondents to uh, how far they'd be willing to travel to some like. Uh, degree if i could explain 44 percent said they'd be willing to tra- travel across the nation but um 13 said they'd be willing to travel about halfway across the nation hmm. so several states over said they'd be uh, willing to travel that far and then 27 percent said they'd be willing to travel outside of the state but only maybe a state away so you know some travel is you know considerable amongst most of the players um it looks like people will be willing just to leave their state they understand that you know, we can't go everywhere right yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah, so what good, did you count 16. people from Hawaii? Are, are we uh, one state over? <laughs> well, Hawaii was probably less than 1% of the responders, so I think, you know, depending on if they said yes or no, I would either put it yes or no. I wouldn't put in a mid or low. But um, there was a good, healthy 16% who said they weren't willing to travel anywhere. <laughs> it has to be in my house. Fan in my house. Interestingly <laughs> enough, and I noticed that a large majority of the people who said they were willing to travel anywhere in the nation were from California. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, of considering course. that all the events wow. so far have been in California. So. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and the people, the people who said they weren't willing to go anywhere, a majority of them were from Canada. So lazy Canadians. I was like, I was like unless we have a Canadian fan festival, you know. It's too bad because it sounds like they're missing out so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's and and that's pretty funny. You know, you guys sh- you guys should should test that and have a fan festival here in Michigan and see if those Californians <laughs> nice. are willing to travel all the way to Michigan just like we did. 
see if the Canadians are still stubborn and won't leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Now, now it's like we're right next door. Come on. Exactly. We just gotta, you know, Windsor Tunnel. Let's go. <laughs> um, so when they were asked about which time of year they would prefer to have the fan festival, forty-five um, percent, the largest uh, pie piece here, said they would, they would prefer it in the summer. Which is interesting since we've never had one in the summer. I thoroughly agree with that. Um, Especially because of all the people that still go to school. And um, that would really influence them because during the whole entire rest of the year, they're in class. Right. And that's both college and otherwise. Yeah. What was was the rest of the spread look like? Uh, Some of the other... Entries were uh, spread about into different, like multiple seasons. So people would say this season and this season as well. I think summer was involved in about four more of those entries, uh, about 4%, 6%, 5%, 4%. So I guess you could calculate that into the 45% to some degree. Okay. Um, people who said they would prefer to have it in spring alone were 6%. And people who, there, were, there was actually a great deal of people who said they wanted it in winter uh, 11% plus 5%, you know, depending on how you calculated it so some oh. people just really like the winter season because there's nothing better to do yeah yeah <laughs> what well, it is it, it's all the people from places like michigan and wisconsin wanting to go out to california <laughs> exactly exactly it is it is a nice reprieve from uh from the you know feet of snow that we uh that we get on the ground but uh but i you know i to to that end um i've got to say uh, you know, having having a fan fest in summer would, I think, um, I, I, I honestly, I think you guys would see a huge spike in attendance just because you know availability, uh, travel is a little bit cheaper, cheaper and easier. You know, you're not contending with with school for the most part. It's mostly going to be you know employment or jobs uh, that uh, that you're going to have to contend with there. Um, so I, I I mean I really think that that's interesting. I I'd love to see a, a summer fan fest. Although uh, it might make going out to California a little bit uh, a little bit different, you know, uh, I, I I assume that it gets really hot out there in the summer. It depends. I mean, we are. It's kind of weird. Like a few weeks ago, it was 90, 90 degrees here. So it, it, California is interesting. It it does what it wants when it wants, basically. <laughs> and it was like raining like the week before. So I don't know. It's you know. What are you going to do? I think compared, though, to other states where people live, you know, oh, yeah. they come here and they're like, this is rain. There's barely anything. You think it's hot? It's just, this is normal. I, I remember getting off the plane and, you know, me and Nero mentioned snow back home. And the lady's like, I've never seen snow before. <laughs> you place. You lucky in our mountains if you want to go to the mountains. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Okay. It, it's funny uh, until until you guys experience all four seasons in the span of like three days. That's truly bizarre. I mean, that's that is Mich- that is that Michigan, is Michigan to a T. It is. It is. I can't tell you how many times. That's why everybody it, loves them winter festivals. I mean, what else is there to do but play Final Fantasy and wish we were someplace else? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I have a certain nickname for this, but I'm gonna save that to myself. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, so what were some of the uh, some of the other uh, questions that were detailed well, in the survey? The next question was uh, how many days they would prefer the event be. Um, do you remember that in 2008 we had uh, a one and one and a half day event, and then the past two were in two and two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that question basically res- uh, gave us one solid response. There was a lot of different responses, but. The vast majority of people said they would prefer an event that was two to three days long. 
like I the percentage is like ninety nine percent. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and and you know the the reason behind that is is that it's just so much damn fun. I mean, you know, you get there, and even after, you know, even after two days, as, uh, you know, uh, uh, 2007 was, I wasn't ready to come back. I, I, I was like, you know, let's make this like a week or two, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, we had uh, 11 people say they wanted a week or longer. Wow. <laughs> Which was, I so you're on the same page. on our end, I would imagine. Well, yeah, so I, I think... One person said they wanted a two-week fan festival and that they wouldn't accept anything less. <laughs> it's going to be a really fun holiday, and I don't care. I would imagine some people would, would be fine with just, you know, a big lobby full of computers and then, you know, like a mini fridge next to it, and they could survive for two, three, maybe even four weeks. Just give them some... they didn't ask me to for... Like providing them a cot. Hidden option. Kidnap me and take me away. (laughs) Cot, cot, Easy Mac, and Mountain Dew. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're you're set. A cot. You guys are assuming these people are planning on sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry. A fridge full of coffee. (laughs) Coffee, pop, tea. Mountain Dew, energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Yep. You sleep where you fall. (laughs) (laughs) Or in the case of Kahlo, caffeine pills. Yeah, there you go. We're not going to bring that up again. Oh, man. But it's guaranteeing anything but i'm pretty sure we're never gonna do a week or two weeks (laughs) (laughs) honestly i I can't blame you it it seems it seems financially almost irresponsible (laughs) financially and realistically (laughs) i want to i'm looking out for the help for a week there you i don't know spend all that money on hotel rooms they'll attend for like three or four days and then the rest is just rioting there you go even even the staff is getting unenthused they're like welcome to <sighs> fan <Damn>. fast <laughs> it's day eight I think. <laughs> can we be done oh man uh, my voice was gone after only a couple days I can't imagine how bad it would be if, it was, if I was announcing things so many days long I was surprised that I still had a voice on the plane ride home. Just how many people we were, we ended up talking to. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I must have drank gallons and gallons of water just to maintain my voice. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep well, keep well hydrated. Okay, so the the next question. Um, this was also very interesting. It was you know just a yes or no question. Did you attend Fan Festival 2008? And I thought since we got so many entries so quickly, it'd be a lot of people. Uh, excited right after the festival responding 90% of them did not go wow those that responded anyway huh so only 10% of the respondents actually attended the festival and uh, well when was this conducted after fan festival because some of those people may still have been hung over (laughs) (laughs) I think it was about two weeks weeks. they they sent the email out too to all the attendees so oh yeah yeah that's right that's right and I will have you know that I was completely recuperated the day after. <laughs> so this is like two possibilities. It's either they were still recuperating, or there were just so many people that weren't able to go that... Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe that was it, was that uh, there was a lot more people who wanted to go than were able to go. Um, Which makes sense for the multiple day ones. Yeah, sure, sure. Um... So that's all the, the base info. Everything else after that were pretty much thoughts and ideas. Uh, we got a lot of feedback about uh, what people thought of the event. It looks like, for the most part, even those even that the even though the amount of people that didn't 
uh, or that responded that didn't attend was 90%. It seemed like the majority of them, from what they read and heard from friends, they re- thought it'd be a really good event, that they would really enjoy it if they went. So that's good to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And we had a lot of good uh, content ideas, uh, stuff that we wrote down, um, a lot of comments on the, the event that took place, a lot of comments on events past, uh, ideas they'd like to bring back. Um, there are a lot of people that want to see more live quests, a lot of people that want to see the return of the carnival events we had in 2007. Oh, yeah, the carnival events were great. Yeah, and then just a lot of uh, interesting ideas that people gave us. So, yeah, overall, I think it was really good, and I'm glad we did it. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very interesting survey uh, that, uh, you know, some, some just some very interesting ideas. Um, and uh, and especially you know uh, I, I think I think between um, b- between the the amount of people that said that they wanted FanFest to be more than one day and how quickly 2008 sold out uh, I, I I think that uh, you guys have got a pretty strong message from the FFXI community that it's you know we just want we, we, give know, us more yes more <laughs> more as if as if we as FFXI players weren't greedy enough. <laughs> I'm looking at one certain uh, criminal Shush. event. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, you know, um, live events are are always a blast, and uh, you know, they're always uh, always a lot of fun uh, to take part in. And uh, and I know, I know, I'm looking forward to any future live events that may be on the horizon. Oh um, heck yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. So uh, you know, we heard a lot of feedback from the you know the forums and the player community that responded to the survey. But what do you guys think about you know the fan festivals and what, what kind of things would you guys like to see? And you know what maybe would you like to see different or changed or you know? Let's hear some feedback from you guys. All right. Yeah, now that we are on your show, it'd be great to hear what you guys think about fan festival. What you thought about the different events that happened? Um, you know, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Anything you read about? Any ideas that you wanted to put forth? Let me hear. Absolutely. Colin, do you want to yeah, yeah, start sure, off? I'll go ahead and start off. I think, uh, you know, obviously everything that happened at FanFest was amazing, and I had a lot of fun. But I think uh, one of the things that stood out the most between, you know, uh, for me and, you know, my, uh, the group of friends that I congregated with was during the Swarm, you know, afterwards you got a point total that, you know, everyone got, everyone got to see their own points afterwards to see how you did as a party. And that was pretty cool because, you know, I got the highest out of everybody in my group, uh, and everybody else had nice. done it multiple times, and I had done yeah, it that's once. That's why it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, 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 but I think what would have been cooler is, is if there was some way to maybe have like a, a, a scoreboard or like a leaderboard, so as people did that throughout the day, you could see like what mm. the current top five or the current top ten was, and then maybe you know at the end of the day, those you know top ten or top five could get some type of prize. But I think just being able to see that you know would add uh, uh, another level to it. You know, it, it would encourage people to come back even more uh you know afterwards and i just think that, that would be just a uh, you know another added level of depth to it and would uh, make it a lot fun a lot of fun hmm. that's interesting yeah like a big scoreboard we probably have my tallying it up all day that'd be interesting to see that would be uh yeah it'd be kind of funny too because you could see uh you know you it's funny you should mention what job they were on cause mm-hmm. like oh i want right, to play right. on this job if that guy got that got such a high score you know but it'd be interesting to see and kind of fun little thing to uh challenge you challenge each other but you know i mean i think one of the reasons we we didn't do that the first time was i think we wanted to make it more of more of a, a smaller experience for just your party mm-hmm. kind of like oh let's see who can uh, let's see who can win here or you know instead of saying let's see who's the best of all fan festival 
you know, by having like a giant scoreboard. But I mean, it's something to consider. It's an mm-hmm. interesting idea. Yeah, even yeah. even uh, uh, party totals again, you know, could be a, yeah. another way to keep it so that it wasn't That's so true. secluded to you know each mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. You know, one of the things uh, that I was kind of disappointed that I uh, it was out at the 2007 Fan Fest, but it didn't come back at the 2008 Fan Fest was the Tartaru Challenge. And, mm, and I re- owned on that. I really, I really <laughs> enjoyed watching. It was a lot of fun, you know. Um, uh, not, you know, I was, I wasn't uh, fortunate enough to be a participant, but um, you know, to, to to watch it on the big screen, and 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 you know, this goes kind of along uh, along with the stage events, but to to watch it on the big screen and and with the crowd and cheering and awing, like if somebody got you know killed or you know, there was just, it, that was that was really cool. Um, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be able to take something in-game, put it on a screen for an audience, and, and for the audience to, to react. Uh, I thought that, would, you know, that, was, that was really, really cool. Um, and, and something that's entirely unique to a live event like this. Uh, you know, how often are you going to be able to put uh, you know, Mamook on, on a screen and have a Tartar running around and getting killed and people mm-hmm. really getting excited for it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I, you know, I really enjoyed and appreciated that event. I think that was one of the, uh, like you said, it was one of the big events, 2007. I think it brought a lot of fun. Uh, similar to that one, they also had the, um, the kind of the game show, the quiz show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We also had right. the people playing, you know, in-game. We had, like, the the GM, hidden GM, and the whole crowd was kind of shouting, oh, go here, go here. And, like, when they turned, like, the wrong way, like, the whole crowd went crazy. Like, oh, no, go back. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, those kind of events, it's not like we um, we didn't drop them. We didn't think, oh, well, we don't want to do that this year. or No one's going to like that. We just, it's just kind of just came down to uh, the planning. Yeah. And since it was kind of difficult um, last year because... We wanted to maximize the time people had to try out the new events, seeing as how it was a uh, one-day event. We kind of had to make some sacrifices because we wanted to make sure everybody was able to try out the new uh, version update stuff as well as the swarm. So we didn't want to kind of close that down for like an hour or something like that. So it was just one of the things that, you know, last year didn't really work out in the planning because of the shorter time schedule. But yeah, I mean, like you said, people, you know, seem to love Tartar Marathon and we love doing it too, because it gives us a chance to, you know, kind of, you know, MC kind of like a live in-game event. Sure. Yeah. Versus, yeah. Versus just like, you know, a panel or, you know, the intros and <clears throat> excuse me, the contests and things like that. And it seems like it's really popular too. I mean, you know, it's, it's something that we really like doing. So maybe we can take some new twists to it, you know, so it's not just the same thing again. We start actually doing the Taro Taro Marathon, like in the iGames tours, you know. Wow. It goes back, it goes back a long way. I think I remember the uh, Rochester one was, um, was actually done in Lufay's Meadows at the time. Because you know we didn't have you know we didn't have Otterguy we didn't have Mamook but right. we used a similar principle and yeah we actually had them run through like the high level areas like with the uh, the rams and the birds to like end up at like the cape it was pretty funny so I mean it's something we've been doing for a long time we know people like it I think it's I, definitely I'm actually yeah. against the marathon <laughs> I I am convinced that people only like it because they like to watch Tarotaros die. <laughs> no, no, no. You never they I don't would, die. Just get knocked out. I would totally I still know. do it if it were Golkas. <laughs> <laughs> the Golka marathon. Well, people wouldn't laugh Gulka. as much, right? Stampede of the Golkas. <laughs> you get to buy it from the Tarotaro uh, NPC instead of a Golka NPC. There you go. 
<laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun with that in 2007. We gave them those those really gaudy outfits. We gave them like the uh, the white subgars, and we're like, "Hey, buy from this Galka." And everybody's like, "I don't want to go near that Galka." <laughs> Had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really funny too. It really depends too on you know just what the players are doing because you know if they're like you know meticulously like perfect you know it's like oh well, he he made it through and he had no problems so we try to like think some like really terrible place we could put this level one taru taru and it's so funny just seeing what happens. Well, I, so, I mean like it a lot. I thought Memuk was a good place because got people lost a lot. Yeah, it's really hard to find your way. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Know going necessarily so. well I, and 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 you know to to kind of kind of um uh you know roll off that uh i you know it's not necessarily the the taru taru challenge itself and and i think we did get a little bit of this at the mm-hmm. 2008 fan fest where uh we had the the very initial demonstration of moblin maze mongers mm-hmm. uh where you know it's it's really more of just like the crowd reacting to what's happening on screen mm-hmm. and and i i just think that that's that's a really kind of a cool environment to be in and it, it really like you know because it, it, it creates camaraderie. You could be standing next to four people you don't know and laughing hysterically mm-hmm. as to what's going on, and mm-hmm. and and you know everyone instantly understands it. They're all you know they're everyone's familiar with what's going on. So it's like you know somebody uses defender and it's like oh you idiot why did you do that you know it's it, you know yeah it's and and it's like that's 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 I, one of my favorite parts to to a live event is is having uh having that level of camaraderie right the the the, the big or, or you know the most apparent theme is the uh, the community and the togetherness rather than just being able to try out something new but it's being mm-hmm. able to experience something new with everybody as a yeah. whole you know it's it was cool to go in and you know play mobile maze mongers but to watch the guy testing it out with everybody in the room watching him you know was even better than playing it myself you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah that's true i mean like you said it's not just limited to just taru taru marathon or or you know quizzes but yeah i I agree i think we like doing those things too and we know people like it so we're always working to uh make sure we're doing things people like obviously or else you know why are we doing it but who knows i think we could see something you know similar we have a lot of uh cool ideas we still haven't been able to uh implement yet so who knows no Matt we only like ideas no one likes <laughs> Stink, Stink Fest 2009 let's do it <laughs> uh, yeah, good times one of the suggestions I have I wasn't able to go this year but I was on the YouTube channel and saw the piano concert and I really liked that but what about adding some of the other events like the Q&A panel onto YouTube so you could sit and listen to it instead of having mm-hmm. to read everything yeah that's true yeah, I mean, it's relatively new on our side, um, us working with it. Um, we've put those videos up on the YouTube channel. They're also being promoted on the Squarenix member site. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking into ways to promote FF11 on lots of different uh, arenas, including the YouTube channel. So we'd like to put stuff up like that on there as well. Um, I don't know, depending on what's going on uh, down the line this coming year, we'll be trying to work with those things in different ways. Um can't say in particular what way, but you know, there's always something we can look into. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I guess it's my turn to say what I would like to see with FanFest and whatnot. I have not been able to go to either one. Um, one of them was an unfortunate thing that was involved with school. Um, but I would definitely like to see um, the Taro Taro Challenge. I think that's a very interesting idea 
and I can defend the Taro Taros being used because it makes you panic even more because you don't have that much HP. <laughs> nice. I'm a black mage. I know these things. <laughs> um, and an evil idea of where to put them to try and uh, see how they would react is the jungle. Try and navigate through there as level one Taro Taro. Actually, we had, um, what was it? I think 2006. Was that yeah, where that was it was? Our, our Taro Taro marathon was in um, Yotor. Hey. There you go. Oh man, that one is fun because we were actually um, like when we were doing the early planning stages for those kind of marathons. I was in um, the Japan side because they were planning an event. I was actually in Japan working with those guys, and they were like, "Hey, Matt, you know you're a veteran player. A veteran player, can you? We just want to time your approaches to these different zones. And you know, like one was Lafine for something, and one was." Um, Jugner, and then one was the last one was like Yotor, and I was totally destroyed on Yotor. It's like even though I've been playing for so long, it's just ridiculous. It's so true. But they were like, it's like is, you know, is. they were like go from so go from here to like the Den of Rancor, and it was just they were they stopped the clock. They were like, okay, well, this one's kind of harder. Time. I was like, yeah, kind of hard, you know. But so yeah, that's that's what we did for you know the 2006 as we were in Yotor, and you had to like. Um, you had to find out, you know, where the hero one was and where to get to uh, Den of Rancor. It was just so funny because people were just completely lost. I, I still had trouble in that area. I'm like, oh, I know where to go, and I'll lead someone, in, yeah. and I get lost. I'm like, oh wait, maybe I went the wrong way. A couple steps just, back. Uh, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a quick point of observation: Is it just me, or are all the really confusing zones always laced with sound aggro mobs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the funny things about that, it's like my um, on my personal account, like the uh, on that map, all my macros are just like go here, then here, or they're labeled like A, B, C, D, so I know the path to take. Yeah, yeah, I, I did that too. Yeah, it's like right when you open the map, it's like ten markers. It's like okay, where am I going? Oh yeah, but, oh yeah, yeah. Those are the fun ones. But yeah, we liked uh, we used Mammook uh, 2007 because. Um, it wasn't so. It's not so much about being difficult in the area itself, but just being so packed with monsters. That yeah, a lot more. which all sound aggro. So it, yeah. it's, it's not even like okay, you just wait for it to turn just back. Behind it's, it's all about yeah. proximity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then there was an ex, like a kind of event thing that I would like to see, or at least think would be interesting, mm-hmm. is um, people. You know how we have the crafting and we have the costumes. Um, I think it'd be kind of interesting to kind of implement what we're doing with podcasts in a way by mm-hmm. having people voice characters in certain scenes or even um, something that Tom too had done. I keep forgetting the name the, of with the With the, uh, the Vonadil uh, Tribune narratives. Uh, just yes. kind of like a, dr- mm-hmm. a, a dramatic, you know, maybe reenactment of, uh, of uh, something a, an NPC says during a, uh, a cutscene or something. Kind of like yeah. the, uh, the NPC mimicry contest mm-hmm. that we had held mm-hmm. a little bit back. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to do a live example for us right here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it out. Let's hear it. You spoony bard. <laughs> And say we, we could have our, our guest here in the background uh, do do a little something for us. Yeah, you, you got, a, got a favorite NPC you want to try? Vehemently shaking her head. No, no. 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 <laughs> nice. But but no, I, actually, I think that would be a cool idea to uh, you know have a booth with you know maybe five different uh, uh, you know papers with with lines of an NPC, and mm-hmm. then you know have have uh, people go in and and do their 
you know their their line or whatever, and then uh, at, at a later date, you know, select some winners or some some that would, that know, would top be notch cool. ones. That yeah. would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be fun too because not only would it just be uh, you know, a funny result, but I think you know people would kind of have fun doing it as like kind of like letting loose and doing it. You know, something like that. I've never done something like that before, so I think I I probably wouldn't have a problem going in there and just having fun with it so and, I think it'd be interesting and then the twist would be a hidden camera as well so you don't just get the sound put them up on the screen while they're doing it uh, uh, just look out for Hurus because he'll be in there for oh, like two yeah, and a half hours and doing multiple voices nice. um, oh man and when it comes to somebody that I would like to see at FanFest, I would love to see, if it's possible, the writers of the storyline for the game. I hmm. would love to see them. We've read a lot of feedback where players want to see more of the creative teams, like the writers, the artists, the more of the musicians, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and, and not just for, you know, Final Fantasy XI, but I've noticed for a lot of MMOs that, that lore and, you know, where things come from and how things are developed in, in, you know, past stories are something that a lot of people are extremely interested in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... That's another person that I would like to see, the person that comes up with all the lore. Yeah. Not just the storylines mm-hmm. we see, but the lore behind the scenes. Yeah. I would love to see who or what group comes up with all of these things, especially as a creative writing fiction major. Yeah. That would be that. I mean, that would be very interesting. A lot of, you know, there, there is a, a very much, because uh, I feel a lot of time the focus is mainly put on, uh, you know, the development team and, and, and uh, events and stuff like that. But there is, you know, there's this huge body of, of wonderfully written lore and wonderfully written uh, story that, um, you know, I, I, I've never, I, to, to, at least to my knowledge, I've never, you know, seen an interview with any of those people, um, you know, the, the process or, or something, you know, just behind the scenes like that. Um, I, and I think that would be definitely uh, uh, an interesting addition and an interesting twist to, uh, you know, behind the scenes of Final Fantasy XI. I think that would be very cool. I think, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. We um, we did, we had um, Iwao-san come for 2007. Uh, remember the guy came out with the uh, cool samurai helmet yes, on that's in right. 2007? I do remember. He's, one and, of the, he's and, really awesome. He does a lot of like the like like you guys are saying. He does a lot of the lore and a lot of the stories and a lot of the yeah. world stuff. And he gave his presentation kind of on the different um, the races uh, throughout the time, the things that they went through, and God. the things that they uh, endured over the years, and their triumphs and defeats. And he's he's really uh, really big into that. He's one of the big members on the team. Yeah. And it's interesting because they were telling us that like. Um, his desk back in uh, the the Japan office is just covered with like um, relics and like uh, you know uh, artifacts from different time periods and like you know suit of armor and it's really cool. So he's really big into that. And I you know fortunately last year we didn't have him. Uh, he wasn't able to visit because he was like we like I mentioned earlier in the show. He was sometimes we're uh, lucky with who we're able to get mm-hmm. due to the closeness of the release of certain things and unfortunately last year it was just he was just unable to because of the time schedule but I know exactly what you're saying we do hear a lot of requests like Robert said you know hear more from um, the music aspect the art aspect and I think that's something that you know be really interesting I think people would have a lot of uh, fun with it and I think it's just uh, it comes down to you know schedules or um, you know availability like I said but I think yeah p- players you know like you're saying we're hearing a lot of requests for that kind of thing too it's not just you know uh, what is the 
you know, um, can we get the battle team or yeah, yeah. We, it's just like we have a huge, the dev team is huge and there's so many people who are doing so many different things. It just, but you know, like you said, it'd be really cool. He was really fun to have in 2007. He had a lot of, uh, fun insight into a lot of <laughs> things, not only just the stage show, but like the, uh, the, uh, the interviews too with the, uh, the, the various media that were there. It was pretty if fun. I remember correctly in 2008, he was, he was wanting to come. He wanted to come in and, and demonstrate new things for us but again couldn't find the time but yeah yeah he, they're eager to come down and i'm, I'm sure they would like to if, uh, if we're able to set something up like that you know i i completely until you just mentioned it i completely forgot about his presentation at the 2007 <laughs> fan fest and i gotta say that and, and it was only probably because it was very early on in the first day that uh, mm-hmm, that that presentation mm-hmm. took place but that was uh, by far one of the most fascinating uh, presentations I've seen, especially you know, especially related to, to Final Fantasy XI, um, just because uh, it was it's stuff that is never I don't want to say never, but rarely talked about, especially in a uh, like a, a player community uh, aspect. I know that Elmer the Pointy, uh, you know, very is is very very uh, much interested on that and has uh, has a, a pretty comprehensive uh, you know. Um, Sort of list of lore or or, or kind of walk through of the lore, uh, but uh, but you know I, I I wish you know I wish that that presentation in some form had been made available because it was a, just a very 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 fascinating look at uh, you know pre Crystal War von Adil. There was also that uh, a fan site that I remember from a while ago where someone you know chronicled uh, all of the uh, you know von Adil's history mm-hmm, in, in, mm-hmm. in some that, form. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, and and of course, you know, pulling not just from you know uh, things that are uh, exposed in the storyline, but also pulling things from stuff like the the Vonadil Tribune and mm-hmm. uh, you know various other pieces of uh, you, you know maybe uh, maybe stuff from the topics page that was um, mm-hmm. you know not necessarily related to content, but more related to stuff in game. Uh, you know that specifically that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I get I get really fascinated by that, and I I read that Kahlo the the website that you're speaking of. I read that from start to finish. I read everything that was in there, and uh, hmm. was just endlessly fascinated. Um, so uh, I I think that there is definitely uh, uh, you know people out there who are uh, maybe. You know, not so much uh, you know concerned with uh, strategies for beating this or that or or whatever, but just mm-hmm. want to experience the world for what it is and for the creation that it is, and uh, and to learn more about that, I think would be great. Absolutely, yeah. I'm totally with you, all the people who think that too. I mean, the, that was one of the things that drew me to FF11 more than any other of the Final Fantasy uh, series titles was the story was so engrossing and so yeah. involved in all the different. Uh, I mean, the nations going against each other in their history and their, I mean, long history even. They have a lot of stuff that just isn't explored necessarily in game, but, you know, it could reveal itself later on. And, and it just it excites me as much as anyone else can imagine. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to see stuff like that show up. I'd love hearing all those insights as well. Windows for life. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, one of, one of the other things that, that I really appreciated from the uh, 2008 Fan Fest was uh, being able to meet Scott Ransomere. 
of uh, of course uh, adventure adventure log and uh, and and VG cats and uh, actually being able to watch him draw uh, on stage, I mm-hmm. thought that that was yeah, that was a that lot was of fun. Really, really excellent, and I, I wish more people had uh, you know had yeah, come definitely. to come to see that, and uh, and I'd like to see. More stuff like that in the future, uh, you know. Personally, um, you know, I've read VG Cats for years and years and years, and uh, you know, always been a big fan of that site. And uh, and of course, when he started Adventure Log, I was like, oh wow, you know, I was really which, excited. Which he should totally update more. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. I'll and, tell him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and you know that was actually it was it was a really big thrill for me to mm-hmm. be able to uh, to to meet him. Um, so you know, uh, yeah, uh, more uh, more people behind the creative aspect of Final Fantasy XI, and even uh, other people who who you know do um, uh, uh, other work outside mm-hmm. of uh, of Square Enix and Final Fantasy XI. But for Final Fantasy XI, right, I'd love right, to right. Uh, you know meet some of the people behind that too. Yep. You definitely weren't alone in uh, enjoying Scott on stage. Uh, even though there were just a few people at that particular presentation, I remember that when he went up to his booth up on the second, on the next floor, mm-hmm. I, he had a line out the door, yeah. and a lot of people were saying that they had a hard time getting a, a, a signature from him because it took so long. Yep, to this guy. <laughs> we were able to, we were able to uh, give everyone in their gobby bags a print of one of the eventual log yeah. issues. So. That was, a, I think, a good opportunity for everyone, who, and maybe those who weren't familiar with it, too. I think there was definitely. somebody, you know, behind the scenes that, uh, you know, had knew which one I was going to get specifically because I got the thief one. <laughs> nice. Oh. Yeah, rub it in my face. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> So, uh, any any other feedback, suggestions from you guys? Well, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah? kind of have one. Okay. It's, it's, right. it's, it's also kind of a little bit of a story. And, you know, I don't know, uh, again, other than, you know, uh, the dev panel being, you know, when, when they go up there on stage and whatnot, what they're doing the rest of the time. Because I know, you know, we managed to catch Yasu at one point. Yeah, yeah. They're, you, they're all walking Sage around. Sunday. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, j- just before the concert, too, you know, after when, when you were talking to Sage Sunday, I had a chance to go up and introduce myself. And I wanted to, but, like, I was... Frozen in fear. I just, I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. And so I just kind of like sat there, you know, while we were watching the concert. He was like five feet away from me. And I just, you know, couldn't bring myself to, to, to talk to him at all. And I think, you know, if, if there's a chance or a time where maybe you could, you know, have a couple at a time, but actually have a, a booth dedicated to them so people could actually, you know, approach them, in, in, you know, without fear of, you know... <laughs> Anything, you know, you know Sunday blasting you in the face with a fire force. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> without fear of being an inconvenience or interrupting anything, you know, and, and I think that would just be, you know. Without fear of getting banned, that's what you <laughs> <laughs> What's your character name? What's your, P- what's your PLID? ID? Um, uh, uh, the character name is Aniro. That's A N I E R O, currently nice. residing on the Odin server. <laughs> Yeah, if I remember correctly, Sunday is a pretty personal person among the fans. He really likes to uh, talk to fans and always is willing to take pictures. Yeah, I was just so smitten with fear, I just couldn't even move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the entire concert, I'm like, what should I say? What should I say? Going over, going over in my head, no, no, that's not what I want to say. No, that, I'll make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you do that anyway. That's okay. Shut up. <laughs> No, I like that idea too. I mean, I don't, uh, depending on the situation, we'd have to set something up. Sure, like that. sure. But, uh, so um, the event itself, 
like the fan festival itself is really fun, like with all the events and stuff. But um, when you guys had the open bar on the first night after registration, that was a whole different kind of fun. Yeah. So I wanted to suggest that maybe you guys have something for after the fan festival, like an after party. Yeah. Because, um, with another no. open bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, it it it, it was kind of I, it was really fun and everything. But then when it ends, you're just like. Aww. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of oh, like you know, it's I... it's it's the day after, and it's just like, all right, let's, I guess, go catch our bus to the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, even, it's, you it's, know, like you're you're left there, and you're just like, oh, I guess I should just go back to my hotel room, right, you know, right. or or like you go and you uh, hang out with friends or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it would be like nice if there was like sort of like a designated time to sort of say your goodbyes to you know all these people and whatnot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm with I, you on that, Pico. I, I love the idea of an after party, and you know, uh, I think I think that that would absolutely be a blast. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, the the open bar, uh, you know, beforehand was was really great, um, and and you know, was such a great icebreaker uh, that uh, yeah, an after an after party, uh, I could see you know being a similar success, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, that's true. I mean, it's not something we've done in the past, but yeah, it's it, it makes a it make a good point. I mean, I guess usually we just kind of figured people kind of would just gravitate to different groups and to see what was going on. But I mean, yeah, it's a really good idea to you know kind of have a centralized place where it's like, hey, this is the uh, fan festival after party, or this is the uh, event after party. You know, so that's true. That's a good point. I mean, I guess in the you know in the past we just always figured, hey, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do, and we don't want to. You know, make them feel like they have to stay, but I guess you know it makes sense. And for I people- think us typically ending on a concert was uh, one of our you know, motivations because we're you, know, you go to like a concert. That's kind of how it ends. It's you know that's the finale of this uh, big event that you've been attending. It's the yeah, all you know, and they have the encores at the end and things like that. So it's kind of a good way. To- for us to end, but you know, I'm not opposed to parties. Who doesn't want to have more fun? So. <laughs> FFXI dance party, go! <laughs> I think actually in 2006 we had a, a DJ at one of the. Mm-hmm. No way, really? That there was yeah, there was a DJ spinning various music, um, maybe even Final Fantasy remixes, things like that. And, uh, That'd be awesome. A, that would be awesome. That would be mm-hmm. sweet. You know, I used yeah. to DJ. There you go. <laughs> Get a Nero to DJ. <laughs> I'll entertain the Mithra. I ran a mobile DJ business for like two years. Can MC huh. the whole thing too? All right, okay. now that cool. I'm done, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna go take a break and uh, <laughs> we're not gonna see you <laughs> again. <laughs> Good luck. Oh man, but yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, as far as stories go uh, uh, from from Fan Fest past, uh, you know, the 2007 Fan Fest will always always uh, have a special place in my heart as being the you know the very first that I was able uh, ever able to attend. And, um, y- you know, I-, I think I-, I think that the the thing that stands out most to me about FanFest, you know, we've mentioned the camaraderie before we, you know, and that's that's of course, I mean, that is that's a no brainer, you know, to to be able to walk into a room full of people and have them instantly understand what you mean by, oh, man, this gob aggroed me and just, oh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, most people just give you the thousand yard stare when when you're telling them about that, especially, you know, my parents or something. Um, they'll have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, but it, it's you know and that that aspect of course you know is is fantastic, 
Um, uh, but, uh, you know, as as a podcaster being there and being behind the microphone and, and you know, with the with the headphones on, and it, it's, it seems like people just kind of gravitate to you and, and want to talk mm-hmm. to you yeah. and are, are, are really anxious to, to say what they want to say. And, um, you know, I, I, think, I think the first year when, when I went, I was expecting, you know, maybe someone to give me a little bit of grief or like, oh, I listen to your show and it sucks. And it's like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Like, it, it really doesn't. And, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that there are people out there who would have loved to say that to me. And that's, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But then they see what you look like in real life and they change their mind. Yeah, they, they start <laughs> running for the door, right. No, but, but, but in, all, in all honesty, um, you know, the, I think the uh, amount of openness and, and uh, the atmosphere for the exchange of ideas, uh, especially, you know, when it comes to uh, FF11, you know, there's, there's no, there is no place like uh, a fan fest to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I, I think that's what what I appreciated the most, and uh, and and you know one of the one of the really cool things uh, we were you know we were talking about this but before we recorded was uh, you know 2007 I you know I I expected when I went to the airport at least one other person would be going or like you know someone on my flight would be going and uh, you know that just it it didn't happen 2007 and so I was kind of you know Kahlo had mentioned that when we were getting ready for a plane. Uh, to, to board our plane for the 2008 Fan Fest. It's like, oh, I wonder how many people, you know, going to Fan Fest are going to be on our plane. I'm like, dude, there's no one. No one, no one on our plane will be going to Fan Fest. I almost guarantee it. And who sits in front of us? A dude with a goblin shirt from 2006 <laughs> Fan nice. Fest. And so, yeah, we, we just ended up talking each other's ear off mm-hmm. the entire time. And, uh, you know, that, even before Fan Fest, on the way to Fan Fest, it was like Fan Fest had already started. Mm-hmm. And and to me that was just I, I I that was so cool and 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 such a nice uh, a nice uh, experience to have that, that was that was excellent. Yeah, I know what you mean because you know like we like Robert said earlier, 2008 we had a lot more free time on the actual registration night, so it was me and him just kind of walking through the crowd and just stopping and talking to random players, and and it was really cool because you could just. You just start talking. You don't have to. Okay, well, I play this game called Final Fantasy XI, and then in this yeah, game, I right. play this job. And you just you just talk. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I was fighting Fafnir once, and then oh man, this one time, and then they got too close to the tail, and oh man, did weapon skill <laughs> was terrible. But we had a great time anyway. And you just start talking, and it's really cool because we just we were just walking around. It was it was like really one of the best fan festivals for us because it was so much. Um, uh, so much more free time just go around and talk we talked to the, uh, a group of people at one point for like 30 minutes upstairs and then we were um, in the in the restaurant itself just going from table to table I went in there and Robert was like sitting in the middle of this group of people and I was like <laughs> oh that's cool and it was just really neat you know it was like spinning you know, my yards yeah <laughs> And it goes back to like 2007 fan festival. We had the huge, we had the uh, registration line, and people were just, you know, oh, what do you play? And like, oh, I play this. Oh, I love that job. Or you know, it's just you just, it's just instant. You know, you just know each other. You know. I think since 2006, when we started the live quest, one of the original things we did was have a place. Uh, it was the LFP area? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Would, you know, that's where they would first meet and then you know, get to know each other. And one of our earliest quests was write all your information down on the sheet so you guys can learn about each other. So I mean, that's good icebreaker. Is to get everybody to just interact and enjoy each other's company. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually have a I have a uh, similar situation to what you described. Um, when I 
before I was going to go, I told everybody um, on my staff that was going that they should uh, take the super shuttle. And so when I got onto my shuttle, um, Fusion X was actually sitting in front of me. <laughs> and then, nice. <laughs> then we stopped at another terminal, and then my coworker, Vlar Suthes, got on. And so we had like a <laughs> Three people for Final Fantasy going to Fan Fest. Fan Festival party van. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Was there anyone in the van other than you guys that kind of looked at you strange? Yeah, there were actually a lot of people. We ended up going through all the side streets to Hollywood. Um, the the guy took us to some building, and then he took like half an hour to get this old lady to her building. <laughs> we're all just like. Same thing oh, yeah. happened to me and Nero. Oh, we were yeah. in like three other people, and of course we were the last stop, and we had people calling us at, you know, are you guys here yet? Yeah, no, no, we'll be there soon. We'll yeah, there and, soon. And, and each call each call was even more drunk, too, because the, <laughs> nice. the open bar had started, so it was like, dude, open bar started, where are you guys? Oh my god, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was the plan, as you know, you do that the night before, and then you just coast on through Saturdays, like, no problems. Oh, no. man. Yeah. All right, well, if uh, if that wraps it up for uh, for uh, our suggestions and sharing stories and stuff from uh, from FanFest previous, now, uh, our, you know, our, most everyone will know by now that there was also a contest attached to to uh, to the podcast tour, I won it. No, you didn't. No, damn. Contest over. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we we asked uh, our you know our listeners in the community to uh, to send us feedback uh, from for uh, live events, and man, we got a really stellar response. We got a lot of emails. We got some voicemails here that uh, that we're gonna go through. So uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we start off by uh, taking a listen to some of our voicemails. Hey LBR and Square Enix, this is Silent Lucidity from the Hades server. Let me start off by saying you have helped me recapture my love of Final Fantasy XI with the recent expansion, A Crystalline Prophecy, Oh It's Life Bestowing. You've done an amazing job at keeping it simple, yet providing me with the most fun I've ever had with an expansion. But with that out of the way, on to my question. Unfortunately, I've never been able to attend FanFest due to the distance involved. Have you ever considered holding official mini-FanFests across the country, or the world for that matter? Even without the big names or exclusive information, I would love the chance to just hang out with some fellow Final Fantasy XI fans, perhaps even play a round or two of Swarm. There's a huge community out there who just can't make the trip across the country, or for some players, the world but would love to create new bonds with adventurers in their state or area. And I'm sure there are even the most dedicated of fans who would love to volunteer their time to running these mini-fan fests. I, for one, wouldn't hesitate. Thanks for hearing me out, guys, and keep doing an amazing job. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, mini-fan festivals is a... It's, it's kind of similar to what he's talking about. It's kind of similar to the iGames tour. To the iGames tour, tour, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that we haven't you know done something like that before. I mean, there's lots of things we can explore into doing, but um, so far the fan festivals themselves have been really successful. Um, so I don't know what we'll end up doing necessarily in the future, but you know it's always something to consider. Yeah, and and you know it, it stands to mention that there was a there was a pretty large portion of feedback that uh, that that we had received through this contest was uh, you know maybe maybe in a different location, and I think that that's. 
uh, you know, that's that might be uh, also represented in the uh, the Alakazam survey uh, that, uh, you know, maybe a, a change of uh, a venue uh, might uh, might get uh, more people interested in uh, in attending uh, some of these events. Um, you know, it, it, it I, I, I'd love to see, uh, you know, to, to see live events, you know, tour much like the iGames tour. I think that that would be, uh, that would, you know, that would be a, a lot of fun and it would open up the chance for a lot of other people, uh, to, to come and, and, and share this experience. Um, and I, and I actually think that, you know, it, chances are you might get a larger, uh, a, a larger turnout. At uh, at a, 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 a newer tour than maybe the iGames tour, um, just because of the dedicated fan base uh, that you guys have accrued uh, uh, over the years of uh, of hosting Final Fantasy XI. So um, you know it, it, that re- I got you know that really remains to be seen. But I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I was playing FF11 in 2005 and 2006, but was completely you know, unaware of the iGames tour and was totally unaware of FanFest until after it had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that amount of interest and that amount of uh, depth in the community uh, might exist there for, uh, for maybe, uh, you know, uh, a bigger tour or something like that. Yeah, it, it's an interesting suggestion. Thank you, Silent Lucidity, for that voicemail. Also, I mean, and hopefully, hopefully if, they're, uh, you know, if people didn't know too much about it before, we're definitely working harder to get more people to know about it now, I mean, we put more topics up, and I think even in 2006 we had a special banner up, and we're sending out newsletters. So there's there's more ways people can hear about it if they didn't hear about it before. But yeah, you might be right that the, the fan base is a little more concerned now. Well, there was no think, uh, there was no LBR in 2005. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's, the key, that's the key. That's the key. It is. I think you know one of the things that, that we also want to consider on these kind of things is that. Um, you know, people are asking for like these little mini or mini or events or smaller events. You know, throughout throughout the uh, different places. But you know, it's something we don't want to we don't want to just you know do an event that's just like here it is, here you go. It, we want to make it exciting too. And I think that would be one of the challenges is trying to condense um, what we're doing so that it's exciting for anywhere it is. You know, I, we don't want it to be well. Yeah, they came here, and then it was just kind of like, you know, we did this, and it wasn't that great. Because they didn't have this, 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 and this. They have a fan festival. So it's one of the things you got to be careful, too, because, I mean, you don't want it to be underwhelming or hurt. You don't want people to sure. be disappointed because they're like, well, this wasn't what I heard is what you guys do at fan festival. But, right, you know, it's yeah. like It would be a completely different thing. But, I mean, it's something that, you know, to always think about. We always do hear that different places would be really fun. It's just part of one of those uh, the ideas that are a myriad of different ideas that we have in order to get more people involved in fan festivals. So it's not necessarily that you know that's the only idea we can look into into expanding fan festival to other people across the nation. There's other ways we want to look into other avenues we want to try and, and uh, see how those work as well. So you know sure. it's just one of those ideas that we can include into that trying to solve that problem if it, if it exists. Sure. Uh, another one of the suggestions. I, I'm not sure if this is an email that uh, that we're going to get to or not. But one of the uh, one of the things that I thought was really interesting. Someone suggested maybe uh, you know uh, an active involvement in pre-existing conventions that go on around the country. Uh, a lot of times there are uh, there are panels that are open um, that uh, you know that are on a on a bunch of different events. Um, now, uh, and and you guys were there was there was some kind of uh, Square Enix presence at uh, at one of the anime expos, right? 
Right. So yeah, like you said, that's. I mean, it's not one of those things that's completely uncalled for. We right. Yeah. Anime Expo 2007, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, we gave away a PC for their masquerade, and we also had a booth. Wow. Uh, couple of prizes going on there. We also did the like uh, San Diego Comic Convention a few years ago, where we had like playable FF11, and you could do uh, try out different things and try to win prizes with the survey. And so, I mean, it's things we've done before, but yeah. it just really depends on you know timing and sure. how many people can we reach. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different events, but then if the end, if the end result is you know there's we could do something different to reach more people instead of you know this one specific thing or this one specific thing. It just really depends on what kind of effect we can generate with our involvement. You know, it's not that oh well we don't want to do this event because you know we don't run it or we only want to do events we run or we only want to visit this type of event or something like that. It's just it's all just a myriad of um, things that kind of need to click together. But yeah, I mean it's something we've heard before. Like Robert said, it's, you know. Oh, we have this convention here. You should come visit. And, you know, it's something to consider too. I mean, we're always looking at different things and seeing where the players are. You know, so. absolutely, absolutely. All right, so uh, why don't we move along to our next voicemail? Hey, Nero, it's Jared from the Odin server. Uh, quick question for our good friends who are coming for Square Enix interview: Is there going to be any planned events for us in the European region? As we know, there's FanFest in Japan the Swanfest in the US but when it comes to EU it seems like a lot of players here are getting pushed aside so what I'd like to know is is there any plans for anything to come to this particular part of the world and if so what kind of events would they be looking and location wise where we'd be putting it thank you very much and good night alright so uh, so a suggestion there from Jared for a uh European fan fest. Now, we, we 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 did make this distinction earlier on in the episode, but uh, as the North American community team, uh, I, I I could see that there would be some some problems there. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't really deal with the European community as, as a whole. I mean, all all the different North, all the different uh, community teams across the world work together mm-hmm. on different uh, aspects of running FF11, but. The European region would basically be under the control of the office uh, headquartered in London. So um, any fan festival or any sort of a live event would be under their control. Um, but I'm sure we'd be involved in some way, just like Japan has been involved in our fan festivals and they've been involved in ours. But I think if, you know, the, if the feedback to have one occur would best be directed towards them as opposed to our side. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and, and it, you know, safe to say... We we got a lot of those. Uh, we, oh, man, yeah. did we get a lot of those emails? <laughs> um, and and yeah, as as much as we we would love to, you know, uh, somehow give a definitive answer. Unfortunately, you're not the right people to ask. So uh, uh, now, is there is there a way that uh, that fans might be able to contact the European community team to uh, to to be able to uh, to to make that. Um, make that uh, desire known? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we all individually have our own um, email addresses that we all check. We have the, you know, the community team in the U.S., community team in Japan, community team in the European office. And there is actually an email address for those guys, and that's um, ocr at uh, eu.playonline.com. And uh, so that's pretty much like one of the main aspects people have. 
but you know they also have the same forms that we do on their the EU uh, planline.com site and those are the feedback forms mm-hmm. and the suggestion forms and stuff like that and that stuff's always being read and I'm sure it's being submitted too it's just um, a matter of uh, you know discussing it on their side and I mean, but, you know, it's not saying that we are just like, oh, well, we don't want to deal with that. That's that's their issue. You know, we're always talking to those guys, too, and seeing what kind of things we can do for them mm-hmm. as well. It's, I mean, they have a really, really, really uh, large job. I mean, they have three different languages to support on their side. So, yeah. you know, those guys are always doing something. It's cause whenever we do something on our side, it's like, oh, we'll do this in English. And we, you know, do it. And then it's like, okay. Now we have to do it in English and French and German. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> They also have premier sites uh, dedicated to the European mm-hmm. yes. including Jew Online and uh, Online Belton. Uh, yep. So those two premier sites also are good ways to get your feedback to the European region. You know, if you can make it on there, I'm sure they're reading it. I'm sure they're checking it and seeing what uh, the players on there are saying. So you know, that's another way to boost your chances of uh, being heard by the European region. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things, you know, too, in the past, like, you know, we talked about, you know, we have been at various conventions or events like Anime Expo here and San Diego Comic Convention. You know, they, they uh, the the European office has, has participated in the uh, the German uh, Games Convention, which is sometimes held in Leipzig each year. And That's they usually right, have, like, yeah. a booth and, like, they have, like, a Leipzig. Uh, the Games Convention is really big. It's, it's huge. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people yeah. that visit. So it's one of the things that do there. So, I mean, you know... Um, I understand a lot of people are saying, oh, we want a fan fest, we want only an FF11 event. But I think the biggest challenge for those guys would be trying to accommodate all of their players because, like you said, you know, there's there's London and then there's France and there's Germany. It's like, where do you put it? I mean, granted, those places can be, you know, similarly close to each other, but it's like America where it's like, well, what state do you choose? Or which, right, yeah. You know, it's like, a, it's, it's a whole big thing, too. And so, I mean... Yeah, it's definitely not so much that like, oh well, we don't want to do European events. It's just there's a lot of. I'm sure those guys have a lot of. Oh yeah. You know, thought process. Have a lot to consider. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of things that come on come into play when they're planning their events. And I think that's why they've so far been sticking to the uh, Leipzig convention because it's just a better venue for players from all over Euro- the European region to meet. But I don't think they're you know that's the only thing they ever plan on doing forever and. As long as you guys continue giving them feedback on the various channels, they'll definitely hear it and try to work to accommodate you players in the European region. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that addresses some of the uh, emails that we received, because we did receive a lot of emails about it. So, I mean, hopefully that's that's the best answer we can give for those guys, because, you know, it's definitely, you know, those guys are working hard, too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, our uh, our next voicemail comes from Hearist. So, uh, you know, he has a tendency to get a little bit long-winded. So, <laughs> so uh, sit down and prepare yourselves. Here's uh, here's Hearist uh, right. and his suggestion. Hello, everyone. Hearist of Diabolos here. I'm going around the Square Enix podcast tour, spreading my emails and suggestions to the various subjects brought about by this tour. So here's my view. Unfortunately, I have so far been unable to attend any of the Square Enix events. Though I live close to Nord, the traveling expenses from real-life Midwest come somewhat as a financial barrier to visiting events to the West Coast. As a better incentive, perhaps re-lengthening the event back to a full weekend would inspire more to attend the events and give players more time to enjoy the many festivities available. In each of the three chosen podcasts in Square Enix Tour, there was an open forum section to talk about recommendations for future events and changes. 
in my submissions, I'm going to feed my suggestions around fighting along allies. With the exception of besieged and campaign, we rarely find ourselves fighting with our favorite heroes outside certain missions. In fact, in most live events, we often go up against them. For my recommendation, I would like to introduce an event called A Goblin's Gauntlet. In this event, rather than fighting successive lines of heroes, heroines, generals, and presidents in an arena setting, adventurers will be able to fight alongside more one or more of their heroes in a Moblin Mazemonger-style battle against the line of some of the most notorious beastmen in Vanadil. Like all MMM-style battles, the notorious monsters will be spawned throughout the maze at point of entry, and the risk of encountering more than one of them at a time will be possible. Equipping adventurers with some outstanding equipment may be optional to raise the fun level for these fights, as they will likely be very challenging. And the possibility of fighting a surprise party of foes at the end can be considered for a final channel challenge. But be careful, though. Keeping at least one of your heroes alive is a must. Will you be able to select your heroes and heroines to assist you, or will they simply show up by chance? I'll let the developers decide that one. So there you have it. A heroistian suggestion for a monstrous maze of notorious nasties to face off with your favorite friends and mentors. Well, that's it for this submission of Voices of Anadil. I might be showing up again to show my recollections of the way things were. But until then, this is Here's Diabolos, Ham of the 21st Century, signing off. Paul Red Mage. Ham of the Century is right. Uh, interesting suggestion there from Hiris. Uh Kind of putting the, uh, the heroes, heroines, and uh, mercenaries camp idea... Uh, on its uh, on its head, and instead of fighting against them, fighting with them. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, currently we have uh, you know campaign battles, and there's a lot of those famous NPCs from the past that you're fighting alongside with. You know, like Matt and stuff like that. So I mean, it's kind of a tw- it's kind of like a twist on that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's always you know an interesting idea to kind of look at what we have now and then see. Oh, hey, how about how about if we do this? But, yeah, that's kind of interesting. We're always looking at different ideas for the in-game stuff. And um, one of the cool things about, you know, you know, when we have, like, our live events, um, we do kind of look at different ways to uh, incorporate them into the game. Like, um, so it's not just a live event sometimes. Uh, like, similar to the, the mercenary camp where um, you fight the... Uh, the, um, the Serpent going, Generals, yeah. Yeah, the Serpent Generals. Um was actually implemented in the game at the end of the Serpent General's quest line. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to look at how you could do it differently. Or, you know, he's, he mentioned Moblin Maze Mongers, which be, could be interesting. You know, we're always... Uh, it's We like when we can kind of uh, take something that we do now and then kind of change it a little bit, make it a little bit different, make it a little bit more exciting, or make it a little bit more far out or out there versus what you're usually... Because, you know, you know, usually you're not fighting these people. They're kind of on your side, but... Mm-hmm. It's always fun to. Uh, it might be interesting to fight alongside different NPCs, but yeah, it's something we do right now in campaign. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're gonna check out our next voicemail here. Kendall here from Remora. Um, just want to give my input about the art contest. Every year, basically, it's about the same subject, same theme, and I hear just recently it's being changed. But my question to you guys is, is, do you think there might be possible changes that the community itself gets a vote on a 
theme, you might say, um, and what themes you guys might like. And that's basically it. So, Kindle here, signing off. Peace. All right. Uh, it, it, nice voicemail there from, uh, from Kendall. Now, I'm not sure how this exactly uh, relates to live events other than, uh, you know, there was... Yeah, was the, he talking about the website art contest I, or the live event art contest? To, 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 be, to be completely honest, I have no idea. Um, but, you know, being that this, is, this show is supposed to be about live events, let's assume that it's, uh, you know, a, 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 a fan fest uh, art contest. Um, you know, now, I, I mean, I, 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 he says that, uh, that a lot of time the themes are, are repeated, but I can't think of, of, uh, of themes that have, that have been repeated, at least off the top of my head, for the art contests. But, uh, but I, mean, I mean, you know, take, maybe taking suggestions from, uh, from the community as to, you know, what the subject of the art contest would be. What do you guys think about that? It's interesting. I mean... Um Usually when we do our, our uh, event contests, we actually don't really limit it to a specific theme because that way you kind of just – you give them a chance to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess it could be kind of interesting to see, you know, everybody's take on a specific thing, you know, maybe um, as like a portion of the art contest. But I think, you know, one of the most interesting things about it is that it's kind of just, you know, you're able to draw whatever you want. Or it's kind of free form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we could always think of different ways. We could have different contests that aren't specifically just art contests. Maybe like a, you know something where it's like you have a challenge or something like that, or or you have like a goal or or something that you want to kind of see everybody's different takes on a specific thing. Maybe like create something. Uh, you have to make an art piece, but only using these materials. Or do you think? Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, I mean, yeah that would be really interesting, or or like an entire art contest full of, uh, you know, like uh, uh, oil paintings or something. That would, I mean, yeah. you know, can you imagine some of the some of the things that would come out of that? It'd be really cool. It's possible, but I I think I agree with Matt's earlier statement that I don't really want to create barriers to entry. Right. So people yeah. who aren't necessarily good at one medium but are better at another, or people who can't really think of an idea for one theme but might have another idea for another. I don't know. It's 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 different uh, each time, but. I, I think for the most part, um, just as long as the players find it fun at the time. I don't. I don't know if, if anyone thought the fan festival art contest wasn't as interesting as maybe a website contest, but no, uh, look into different ways to make it happen. The the themed uh, the the themed uh, art contest. Now that was that was for stuff like the the doll festival, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, is there is there a theme for the uh, upcoming seventh anniversary too? You just yeah, named it seventh anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the seventh anniversary art contest, uh, the theme is your seven years of playing or seven years anniversary playing this game. Yeah, yeah I like remember different, a, a couple years ago the theme was uh, like the you know the the ladies of Von and DL. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that that's uh, that's an interesting suggestion there from uh, from Kendall, and uh, thanks for that uh, for that voicemail. Uh, we got uh, we got time for one more voicemail, and then we're going to uh, to move it into emails. So why don't we check out our last voicemail here. G'day, Cobra. My name is Kyan Doralis from the Remora server. I'm, I'm from Australia, so I have not had the opportunity to make any of the live events, which I humbly accept for being intercontinentally challenged. <laughs> However, I love Final Fantasy XI, and the thing that makes me most upset for missing these events is that I miss out on the great attendees-only items, like the Nomad Moogle Cap. 
I must confess, however, that I'm uh, most fortunate than most others. Uh, thanks to Final Fantasy XI, I've made many friends all over the world, from Japan, North America, and uh, throughout Europe. So for my birthday last year, a very dear Japanese friend bought me a Moogle cap. So I'm very, very lucky. However, I'm not uh, calling to rant or cry. Uh, I accept my fate of non-attendance to these events, and it probably wouldn't be financially viable for Square to uh, host an event in Australia or New Zealand, as I don't think there is really a, quite a large player base in our countries, and it would be very difficult to organise. So I really enjoy reading the recaps of the events and uh, watching any video footage I can on YouTube, as well as reading the reports by the lovely Pico and uh, the Premier site representatives of On The Fly. I especially love watching things like the cosplay or seeing fans get up and make a fool of themselves and enjoyment. So I have an idea for an activity for people to get up on stage and compete against each other. My live stage event idea is called Vanadil Limericks and it's a competition where a certain number of contestants are invited up on stage and when it's each person's turn, they're given a word or a theme that's related to Final Fantasy XI, uh, for example, Yugudo, and they have to make a limerick about that theme on the spot. And I think it would be quite funny to see what people come up with. And uh, I think it's a great chance for people to um, show off their creative talents other than just in visual art. I'm hoping that I might be fortunate one day to make a fan fest. Uh, I love hearing stories of my friends in America about how they get to meet up with other Langshaw members and um, have a good time. And I would hopefully one day get to enjoy that same experience and meet some of my online virtual family. Um, best regards to the podcast tour and I hope everything goes well. Um, keep up the good work. And I've also sent an email just in case you can't understand my convict accent. Um, yeah, probably might be better. Thank you very much. I'm pretty sure Sorry. at the end he said Kahlo might be better, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. No. I think that's what um, I heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that he says he's from Australia, so he couldn't go to Fan Festival. The, the farthest, dist- uh, farthest traveling individual that won a, a prize last year was from Australia. From Australia, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. But yeah, I know it's probably very difficult. Um, as far as the idea of the Vanity Limerick, it's always fun to like see people get up on stage and make fools of themselves. In the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I but, agree. You know, it, it might be difficult just because I think a lot of people would find it hard to come up with a poem on the fly. But Cut down the competition. There you go. Really quickly, I'm sure. Um, I don't know, it might be interesting. Something we can think about and look into. Uh, lots of different ideas. We love getting different ideas for stage events and live events. You know, or stage events at the live events, etc. So absolutely. The, uh, the thing that I take away most from this, and um, you know, it also came up uh, in, in PFA, and I'm sure that Sale will agree with me here, but uh, you, know, you have your, your, your art contest and you know, the, the, the crafting contest, and there's you know, a lot of people who have you know, talents in, in fields such as you know, writing fiction and whatnot that don't necessarily get to display those talents or you know, get to participate on the same level as those who can enter into the art contest. So how viable would like, you know, a short story-type contest be? It would it'd be depending on how we do it, I'm assuming. So, I mean, it's not impossible. I'd imagine there's got to be some way to do it. We just haven't set up a way yet. So, I don't know. We could look into something like that. Short story contests or uh, poems or something like that. I mean, we did those 
we did a what, the haiku event in, uh, it was last year's after Summerfest or during Summerfest. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was in game and outside of game, and you know, there's ways things like that can be done, and those kind of creative outlets can be explored. So I don't know. We can look into it. And one of the things too is interesting is you know we talked about you know going up on stage well maybe you can't enter the art contest so you can go up on stage and do something man I would be terrified to go up on stage <laughs> and I am terrified to go up on stage but unfortunately I'm the MC so I don't have a choice <laughs> man, it's scary going in front of like 2,000 people and then trying to do something but I think it's a lot of I think there are people who, have to, who would have a great time doing it so you know we've done stuff like that in the past too and I think it'd be fun to do stuff like that again where you kind of you bring people up and you kind of do something and you know people who do the con- costume contests are amazing because it's like they're not only just making their costume they're also going up on stage and, and I'm telling you you know you know being MC it's it's tough but you you know you get over it real quick cuz you got to do it you know it's a lot of fun though but you know it's still really could be nerve-wracking to go up on oh, stage in front of everybody but but i think there are people who you know like you like you said and like you guys mentioned would, would have a lot of fun to do it so it's just you know trying to create different venues for people to express themselves or be involved without limiting to just only people who could do really good art or you know who could do really cool you know you know crafting entries so but yeah I agree. i'm always looking for different ways when we do a contest where it's like well uh, like when we worked with Pico and Alakazam for the um, the egg fight contest, I, I we talked about including a prize for just voting because you know I thought it was a really cool entry, a really cool contest, but I, I didn't think every single person would be able to enter just because you know of, you know maybe not having access to or having the time or you know not feeling creative enough or so I wanted to make sure there's always some kind of way for someone else to take part. So I think it's really important that you know even our live events kind of mimic that too or. You know, maybe you can't enter the art contest or costume contest, but you know, you go up on stage and you have a great time answering some trivia question or something. So, yeah. The Anime Expo we went to had uh, the masquerade where players not only dressed up in different costumes but performed like skits that would uh, relate to the costume they created. And- Interestingly <laughs> enough, the the reason that I couldn't enter the egg contest was because I can't cook. So I couldn't hard boil the eggs. And, and, I mean, I had the egg all decorated up and everything, but then I figured by the time, you know, I spoiled rotten, all, oh, it was just, I, I opted not to do it. So just, <laughs> just a present for you. Egg and, do it, and do it really delicately. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I think some people actually hollowed out their egg. Like, they poked a hole and then they shook the egg out and they just used the wow. shell. Oh, see, I would have just like ended up, like, the, smashing the, it or something, and then I'd have felt horrible, and it would have just been a bad So, so made an animated yeah. GIF egg. Hammer. <laughs> you know our winner actually though the nomad moogle she said that she actually do it twice because she broke her first one oh. and it was done too she said oh Best, yeah. man it's fun oh. times <laughs> uh so yeah i mean you know there are there are definitely there's definitely room for different kinds of uh of of talent Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, when it, when it comes to stuff like this, so um, yeah, great suggestion there. Cool. So uh, why don't we move on to emails? Uh, we got a couple of emails here. Uh, we got, I mean, we really got a ton of emails. We got a ton of submissions for this. Uh, so uh, we're going to go through uh, through uh, some of uh, some of them right here. Uh, Gamer, we haven't heard much from you. You've been pretty quiet. Uh, why don't you uh, Why don't you start us off here? I forgot he was here. <laughs> He's in the room with us. I know. I'm kidding. I love you, gamer. (laughs) I'm doing a gesture to you that they can't see. (laughs) It's a transitory (laughs) gesture. Um, (laughs) I apologize for any names that I mispronounce or terms that I mispronounce. 
Don't hey, deal with hey, it. Just don't. Hey, no, not on LBR. You just mispronounce them, and, and the listeners, they like it, all right? <laughs> all right. Starting off, uh, we have Amy from the Siren server, um, and basically what she would like is to see the Tarut cards come back and... You know, because she really thought they were cool mementos, and see, she sees pictures of them, mm-hmm. and it's something that she would like to see more of. Yes, yeah, so, stuff stuff that appears in game. Oh, absolutely. As as you know, because uh, the, the the tarot cards, they uh, the tarot tarot cards were absolutely right. amazing. And 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 the uh, I gotta say, the graphically, just mm-hmm. I mean, the, the 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 artwork on them was was really really fantastic. Um, and, and and stuff like that, you know, and and everyone knows the Taru Tarot mm-hmm. cards uh, yeah. from the uh, uh, Lower Juno. I was afraid, quest. you know, during during Fan Fest that I wouldn't get all of them, and, and I was really bummed out because they just look so cool. And you know, I actually had to <laughs> sit up in my room like uh, uh, you got me that Windersy and Bar sign, and they're actually sit, sitting up on top of them, and they're they're just so cool. I think you know something like that from Fan Fest that we recognize from in game. Yeah, would absolutely, be amazing. And, and and the way that you guys did it, the way that you distributed them, where you would have to trade to get the entire set, I thought that that was really, really inventive, and another great, fantastic icebreaker too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, last year that was a really, really big hit, actually, and it was funny too because you go outside like the main halls and people were like shouting for the, the different trades and you know, <laughs> it was like, oh, I need, I need the, I need the fool. Who's got the fool? I think I got a fool over here. You know, it's it's just like you know, it's just like in game. So I think that worked really well. It really translated really well from in game to the actual event, and it was funny because. Um, I was up on stage, I think, during the first uh, few hours, and I was, you know, right when we were starting the actual events, the uh, opening up the doors and everything, I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, everybody, don't forget to trade your Taru cards, because, you know, it's one of the fun things to do, and I was like, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a full set, because I'm, I'm going to be busy all day, but yeah, I'm sure you guys will have a lot of good, uh, have a lot of uh, fun, and then people actually came up to the stage as the event was uh, starting to open up, and they actually gave me their extras, so oh, I could actually cool. get a complete oh. set, and it was awesome, and I was like, this is really cool, because, you know, I wasn't going to have a chance to you know get a keep uh, or make a full set because you know we're doing our own thing the whole time but everybody ran up and they're like oh here's death and i was like oh that's awesome thanks and i got a complete set like in the first like 10 minutes and it was wow. awesome lucky so, you. you know <laughs> yeah right it was cool and it's like i still have that set and those are the people who gave them to me and they're still on my desk all all in a row that's fantastic it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'd like to see stuff like that in the future too. We're always thinking about, okay, what's really fun in game, and what can we, um, what can we translate well? Because yeah. we don't want to do it too, where it's like, oh, this is kind of lame. But you know, like you guys said, those target cards came out really well. They're really high quality, yeah. and the artwork was really cool. We had one of the really popular artists do the artwork for it, and people had a good time. So as long as you. As long huh? as you don't try to replicate the quest in Winders Waters where the tower wants you to bring back a smooth stone and you have to bring back, like, 15 <laughs> nice. of them before she finally, like, you know, before accepts it. Yeah. That's <laughs> rude enough. Yeah. That's Chamama. <laughs> Chamama. <laughs> Good times. But, yeah, I mean, we'll work uh, hard to make sure that kind of stuff happens. I think people, like you guys said, they have a really good time with it, so... All right. We'll see. Our uh, next email comes from Blue Mage Arion to the Fairy Server, and he says that a great idea for a live event would be to hold an FFXI job trivia challenge where there would be a small booth for each job with a person handing out trivia sheets with questions on them pertaining to the job, and it would even add more to the experience if the people in the booth could be dressed up as their respective jobs. 
that would be really mm-hmm. that's a very cool suggestion. Uh, what do you what do you guys think about that? I know you know that's it's kind of like a take on the on the live quest with having NPCs that you go to and and you know they they check your your. Uh, uh, you know your work or your your quest info, and and then move you on to the next quest. It's kind of like a take on that. What do you guys think about that? I like that idea. Um, we kind of had a trivia sheet that people filled out in 2006, and it you know had a range of different things, uh, different questions it was asking you, and it wasn't always a, a straightforward question answer scenario. Sometimes it was like a, a I think there was a crossword on it, and, um, other types of like fill in the blanks, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to do more trivia because there's plenty of people out there who know so much about their job or know so much about some subject in the game that you know, they'd like to show off that knowledge. Maybe we can have a start where the live quest uh, gets people answering questions or maybe somebody outside of live quest gets people answering questions at booths and then the, you know, the top answer, the people who do the best can go up on stage and do another game show. I know there's lots of ways it can be done, but yeah, I really like the idea of uh, getting uh, more NPCs involved, getting more trivia involved. So people who just know a lot can show off their abilities. And the next email that we got is uh, Capo from the Titan server. And he had a few ideas that we already covered, but one that we did not was um, that he enjoyed the um, FFX Cyclopedia's Notorious Monster Championship. And he would like to see that reenacted in the middle of... Uh, fan fest with a bunch of notorious monsters going up against each other, people making bets and getting rewards. Interesting, kind of, kind of creation yeah, style, exactly like mm-hmm. a like a, a take on uh, on pan creation. And this is almost a little bit like uh, uh, you guys had mentioned the uh, the the chocobo race, where people essentially you know would uh, would would choose who they thought would be the winner. And uh, I would assume when their uh, when their chocobo lost, they would tear up their tickets, much like you would do at a horse track. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> and of course, it would give Fusion another reason to cry that he didn't get a stuffed chocobo. That there you go. There you <laughs> go. Everyone can get behind that. So, so there, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Um, you know, taking taking a convention that uh, that already kind of exists and and throwing it into a, into a, a, a real setting. Uh, what do you guys think about that one? Uh, yeah, it would be kind of cool to see like a few of the popular NMs kind of battle each other. And like you guys said, we do have like the. Uh, Pancration system, but you know, I think it, it would, if we did something like that, it'd be really cool to um, to see kind of a way to make it a little bit more interactive, maybe a little bit more fun for the people who are actually watching it or playing it. But I mean, like you said, like you said, that there are different ideas, different ways to accomplish it. Like as you said, the Japan Festival had that um, kind of just the race, and you kind of just watched and enjoyed. But I don't know. I, I personally like more interacting things. But I mean. And you never know. I mean, it could be cool to see some epic battles like uh, Behemoth versus Leaping Lizzie and see who has that on top. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to see just, you know, just really off the wall matchups and seeing, you know, who wins. And But Maybe yeah. Lizzie all the way. <laughs> it's not even a contest. It's like a. I'm, I'm pretty sure right? the, uh, the FX Encyclopedia got down to Leaping Lizzie and the Valkyrie Emperor. <laughs> nice. See, that's perfect. You know, it's, uh, it's not always the strongest, you know. So I, it could be interesting to see. And, uh, I don't know. I think I personally would like you know more interactivity, but I could see that being one of the kind of the side things where you could do it like similar, similar to like you know using Pancration or something like that, and you kind of hand up tickets and you vote or or you, or you just watch and see oh you root for your person, you cheer them on. And, but yeah, it could be interesting. Great idea. Have you have you seen on MySpace all the uh, profiles that people have made for the different NMs? Oh yeah, I've seen no, a few. Uh, no. Yeah, really? Yeah, no. Have made, um, 
um, MySpace profiles for a lot of the NMs, and then um, they're all friends with each other and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too funny. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. (laughs) Send a friend request to Fafnir. (laughs) See if I can't get me a riddle. Nice. Uh, Jenbu, please be my friend. He comments enough on their MySpace. Either. There you go. I, I hope that nobody's Genbu's friend. He's the only one that doesn't have friends with anybody. If you put him in your top eight, that will that's going to cinch it for you. Uh, you know, I, I I never use it, but there is a MySpace account for a Nero. So now I have to go and get all of the NMs as my friend. Nice. I'd love to kill you. Uh, MySpace.com/slash/Nero if you want to add me. By the way. Um, all right, our uh, our next our next email coming from Lee Link from the Lakshami server. Uh, hello, Limit Break Radio and Square Enix. I have never attended a fan fest, but one thing I would love to see is a time the podcast can all come together for like two hours and perform a live for a live fan fest audience. It's uh, a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the rate that we're going, it would go way over two hours. We'd start that way, and she's like, let's yeah, see how the, far. The lofty goal to meet two hours. Yeah, <laughs> really? You're only going to give us two hours? Uh, <laughs> We'd get through like our introductions, and there we go. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, as you're running to the dev panel, looks like we can't answer any questions this year. <laughs> no one listens to the podcasts anymore. All right. Um, no, I, I think that would be fun. I'd I think that would be a great, great, great fun. Any excuse to get me up on stage? Come mm-hmm. on. Yep, let's go. Yep. <laughs> give, give, uh, give Matt and Rob a break. I mean, they, they, they sound like emceeing is a very stressful situation, but I mean, you, you know, guys me, and handle it. me and you yeah, can do it no problem. We'll watch from backstage. Just come out on stage and just mug the whole time. You know, just, just be ridiculous. Yeah. We're, we're good at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do it for free, too. Uh, right on. Yeah. I, I like that suggestion. Thank you, Lee Link, for... Uh, for that email. Also, go Lakshmi, best server out there besides Odin. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we have you guys down at the fan festivals, and you guys usually get your own booths to um, broadcast. Mm-hmm. And, right, and but that's not on that? stage. <laughs> no, I understand. I, I'm not making excuses. It might probably try to work with you to get some uh, live event going. I mean, what? what would you guys like to do? What do you want to see on stage what do you think you us yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean i'm not you know i'm not the idea man here right now i mean well, your, your input i mean if, if, if you if i mean if we really wanted to turn this into into kind of a serious suggestion i think that uh it would be pretty interesting to um to to check out that uh it, like uh, I know a lot of people have mentioned that they really enjoy meeting the people behind the uh, the premiere sites and, of course, you know, the podcasts and the community sites and stuff like that. Um, you know, maybe on top of, uh, you know, on top of doing a, a dev panel, maybe a community site panel uh, where people can pose questions to, uh, to to members of premiere sites or community sites or whoever, you know, whoever they would want. I, I you know, I, I don't think that I would uh, crack under the pressure or freeze or you know, now that I say that, I know I'm going to, I'm going to get out there. <laughs> Eat your words. Eat your words. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you never know. We could, yeah, we could look into something like that. That would be fun. That would be. A There's lot probably fun. plenty of people who want to talk to you guys and hear what you have to say about certain things. So. I don't sure. know about that. But look into well, it. I do. You guys should be like the live announcers. Okay, Matt takes the stage. <laughs> the crowd. There you go. He approaches the podium. Let's hear what he has to say. Well, go, go, going, going back to the Ballista Royale. I'll tell you what. 
I would love to call ballista matches. That would be amazing. Doing play-by-play and uh-huh. color commentary? Oh! <laughs> that would be so much fun. Jaxa could be the fight doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. With a doctor like Nurse that, Juxta. Gene. Nurse Juxta can be the fight doctor. Oh, why you gotta go and bring it? St- oh, come okay. On. With a nurse like that, do you really need to fight each other? I think you'd all just die. <laughs> Which one of you walks around uh, holding up the round sign? Oh man, that be Juxta. Iru, Iru has the legs for that. <laughs> it's <back>. true. <laughs> oh man. All right, uh, let's check out our next email here. All right, the next one comes from Rusu. Ruisu. Ruisu, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, No server on here, but, uh, you know, this uh, person would like to see more merchandise like shirts, hats, bumper bumper stickers, but also (coughs) more live concerts like the Star Onions. And the interesting one that this person suggested was the Black Mages. Me, personally, being a Black Mage fan, I would love to see that. Yeah, I would fly there just for that concert. I, you know, to to be honest, at ever uh, at both the 2007 and the 2008 Fan Fest, that was the rumor. That was the rumor that was circulating was that the fan uh, that the Black Mages were going to be there to perform. Although maybe maybe not so much at the 2008 because I do believe that that was listed in the program, but in the 2007 one, it was uh, kind of kept a secret. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, so that was uh, that was one of the things that. Uh, you know, people were definitely buzzing about was who's going to be the uh, who's going to be the live act. Um, so you know, definitely uh, the the concert is is a huge draw every year. I I, I didn't I couldn't make the concert in two thousand and seven because my plane had to leave early, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I'm still kicking myself. I really wish I could have seen that uh, because one of one of my absolute favorite things about Final Fantasy Eleven is the music. I lo- I love the music, and uh, and so yeah, I I really think that. Uh, that uh, that that would be uh, be really interesting. What what, what are your guys' thoughts on the concerts that uh, that are held at the live events? Uh, well, we always have a really big um, kind of a reaction to those. I mean, when we first did Star Onions, that was huge. People, it was like the perfect end of the, the end of the, the event. You know, everybody was there up on stage. They all kind of like uh, huddled near the stage. And it was like a real, it was like a really big like rock concert for these guys. And then they, I'm sure they had a great time because you know they don't normally perform for mm-hmm. you know audiences. I mean, these guys are working hard at back at uh, the Japan office. They're you know working to create the game music, but right. you know they don't really get to see the reactions of people. So they were like you know superstars. It was really cool. They had a great time. <laughs> and yeah, these are they're inner office composers. So for the most time, most of the time, they're just working on music on, at a computer or at an orchestra. They're not on stage talking to anyone or playing music for anyone or performing it, it in fact I remember Kumi mentioned several times that it's very nerve wracking for her that she was always very nervous doing it but she always really was excited about it in 2008 we had that uh, brief interview with her on stage that everyone got to hear and so you know you, you, you remember many of her responses were this is the highlight of her year this yeah. is what is so exciting is seeing all the people that she writes music for enjoying her playing it and enjoying the music that she wrote it's you know it's really something one of those things that's really exciting and I always look really look forward to it. Um, we were even just at the rehearsals and uh, listening to her play and everyone was just kind of hushed and awed. And yeah, it was really amazing. It was in in and that was a really fantastic concert. And uh, you know I got to ask because I I wasn't able to see uh, the concert in 2007. Did you guys conduct an interview on stage during that concert with uh, some of the members of the of, of the band too? Because I really enjoyed the interview with uh, 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 with Kumi. 
We did it really briefly. Uh, we also had Naoshi Mizuda there, mm-hmm. um, who's the main composer of the game, and he didn't perform any music, but he was involved with uh, talking about the music a little bit, talking about how he was there, and uh, you know how they work together, and and so it's it's great to have you know those people come and like uh, some of the earlier comments. It's great to have some of the creative element of the Final Fantasy XI team Absolutely. come and speak and give their mind, and we'd love to have them back. Um, we'd love to see. Full Star Onions again. So yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. I would, oh my gosh, I would love to see the Star Onions. And by the way, speaking of the Star Onions, uh, uh, just recently, uh, website going up uh, announcing the second Star Onions album, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, has a preview of uh, some of the tracks on there. And I'm really excited. I've I've listened to all of the previews like over and over and over again, and mm-hmm. uh, they're all really incredible. I'm really really excited for this uh, for this album coming out. So, um, you know, to to be able to see them live would be a huge treat. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things about last year when we did the 2008 uh, the concert. That's one of the reasons that uh, Mizuda-san couldn't actually be there. And he actually announced on on his video message that the reason he couldn't make the show this year is because he was busy working on the uh, second Star Onions album, which everybody was really excited for. Because that was the first time they announced that, so that was really cool. And you know, so hopefully we'll we'll, we'll now that you know maybe he has some more free time, maybe we'll be able to do it in the future. But you know, you never know what's going to happen. But I'm sure, I know he said he wanted to be there, and he had a really good time in 2007. And so it'd be cool to see those guys again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, and we have another email. This one is from Tian from the Midgar Somer s- server, um, and he would like to see, or she, don't know which, they would like to see a uh, live event at FanFest which would take part with crafting, but instead of somebody crafting something outside of it and bringing it in, materials would either be provided or they would bring materials there and make it at FanFest to be judged. That would be uh, that would be very interesting. Uh, uh, it, it just uh, it, there have been crafting contests in the past, um, and uh, and those are always uh, I'm always floored by those. Uh, a lot of the uh, really unique creations that end up coming out of those. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, to do it right on the spot, right there, and have you know uh, a, a lot of people uh, taking place in it, uh, that would be uh, that would be really interesting. What do you think about that, guys? Well. We actually, for some of our live quests, uh, we had somewhat simulated uh, crafting experience where players had to come up with a few items and actually remember the items that were related to a, a certain recipe in order to complete the quest. So while it's not exactly the same, it's it's kind of along similar lines. We were looking into things like where people would make their own objects from given materials. Um, it didn't pan out so well, but so we didn't end up doing it. But I don't know, we could always look into that again and, and see what we can do in the future. should talk to Play-Doh and get them to make little Play-Doh containers with Final Fantasy labels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Pico can tell you about crafting on the spot. I mean, you could tell him about your 2008 entry. Yeah, that was oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did it in the hotel room. It was just quite a challenge. <laughs> wow. How did uh, how did you end up doing I mean, how did how do you do that like in a in a hotel room, saltine uh, crackers well, and mouthwash. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had um, my friend uh, Suspiria was staying with me, and I she lives in California, so she brought her rice cooker for me, uh. and uh, my cousin sent me some rice, and she lent me her cutting board and knife and stuff like that. And um, I she took me to Whole Foods the night before, and I bought the ingredients there, and I had brought 
some little knickknacks and stuff to help me and yeah and i did it in the hotel room how about how long did that take uh i don't remember all i know is that i was procrastinating eating breakfast and then um erica was like you know you have to be down there in like half an hour i was like oh my god really yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so she just took a knee she put her hands together and voila there it was <laughs> just that easy <laughs> i called you Oh, I was that's... stressing out, though. I mean, yeah, I had to run downstairs in my pajamas and everything and give it to them. <laughs> it was funny because we, you know, we put in that showcase in the little uh, container, and we actually put ice at the bottom to kind of keep it, um, you know, keep it going for the entire day. But it survived the entire day. It looked really good, so that was cool. <laughs> so we ate it. <laughs> I, I, I asked her, I was like, is this edible? And she's like, I don't think you should eat it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I have okay. I have video of Matt dumping it too. Yeah, so it was ceremonial. It was, I think you know, I think it was we actually a, we put it on a boat and uh, we lit it on fire. I, I don't think that that's quite true fire. because I think I saw the remains in the trash can behind us when we were recording our wrap up for Fast. <laughs> don't ruin the secret. No, it lived forever in everyone's memories. So there it doesn't go. matter where it's it's you know, physical body was. Yeah. Oh, uh, too funny! Too funny! All right, uh, next email. All right, yeah, our next email comes from Auspice of the Cerberus server. And uh, small suggestions here, but the bulk is actually a, a story that, uh, that they sent in. So, you know, first of all, they uh, mimic a lot of people saying, that, you know, they would love to see Live Quest brought back in full force. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they would like to see FanFest during uh, non-holiday season. But uh, they, uh, but Auspice writes that I'd like to share a funny story from last year's Fan Fest when my friend Stickman and I had arrived at the hotel for the open bar and registration. We had no idea where to go, so we came into the front revolving doors. And as we were walking in, I noticed a familiar face sitting on a bench by the front window. Much to my surprise, it was Sage Sunday. When we entered the lobby, I was absolutely floored to find that the entire SE entourage was standing next to us, including Tanaka-san. I grabbed my friend's arm and shouted, OMG. <laughs> yes, actually said, OMG. <laughs> That's the dev team. Tanaka-san clearly noticed my exuberance and waved to us. I was ecstatic, standing mere feet from a group of people who had created this game. Stick and I stood off to the side, freaking out, but too embarrassed and shy to approach them to say hello or ask for a picture. Tanaka-san smiled at us and began flipping his glasses up and down in his head and just generally goofing around. It was so hilarious to see a man who had previously always looked incredibly stoic and serious to act so playful around a couple of players. We laughed, bowed, and went up to the elevator to register without approaching them for fear of making ourselves look like bigger nerds than we already were. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, that's a great story. And, and you know, uh, I, I think that, uh, that uh, it... it you know, it, it absolutely needs to be said that, uh, you know, uh, another one of the highlights from Fan Festival is uh, being able to, uh, you know, if only briefly, uh, meet and speak with some of the some of the dev team. And, uh, you know, that's that was, you know, a huge honor for me to be able to talk to, uh, you know, Sundi and uh, and yourselves, Rob and Matt, as well as, uh, you know, uh, many, many other uh, people from the development team, uh, uh, you know, that was that was 
just so cool. And uh, and I think that that's you know that's always a that's always a big deal. Um, you know, if you see a crowd of people around one place, you know that there's probably a developer in the middle yeah. of the crowd. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that, that that's that's always uh, you know I think that that's a huge part of uh, yeah. of what FanFest is. Absolutely, even just seeing them. You know, like I said, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to talk to Sage Stunny, but just being several feet from him was amazing. To yeah. know that you know that guy's affected my life so much. Yeah, there oh, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, he's a really personal person, so it's a good story. But I'm disappointed they never went up to him uh, to even talk to him because you know he, he wants to meet fans, he wants to take pictures, he wants to sign autographs, he wants to talk to you about game stuff, he wants to you know be a player himself. It's funny, like whenever we after fan festival wraps up, and we check you know various community sites or the forums, and we see people posting pictures. People sometimes will have like, like uh, you know, hidden camera shots. Like, oh, there's Sunday in the background, like next to this tree. You can kind of see him. Look at him. Like, Why don't you just go over there? You know? Why say hi, take a picture with him, or you'll see like a like a Tanaka, like a small dot on the horizon. They're like, that's Tanaka, I think. And if you look over here, I think there's this guy, and it's like, it's, you know. They don't mind. Just, you can go say hi, and you know some of them speak English. They, they understand English a little bit, and they can you know kind of say hi or you know. Sunday himself speaks great English and understands everything. So I mean, he if if, if anyone among the dev team is the easily easily approachable one. Um, yeah, Tanaka he speaks English, and understands a little. I think bit I think what I like best about Sunday is that when you talk to him, he seems very genuinely interested in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. definitely. And, and, and I, find, I find Tanaka very intimidating, though. Cause he's so <laughs> I think that's just his aura. He's just, you know, yeah. so... I think maybe he's just concentrating because he's trying to understand what everyone's saying. I think it's because uh, I think you know it's all our big introductions for FanFest that so we have him, you know, appearing behind a, a curtain. <laughs> Lord, yeah. in the back you know, when, so like, oh my God. when the flame came up, I'm like, oh no, Sephiroth's gonna walk out. And Tanaka comes, I'm like, you know what? Just as bad. <laughs> so worried. But, you know, he talked to him. He's like the nicest guy. He's really cool. So. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. Samurai sword carry as he walks out. I bet. But if I ever got the chance to talk to him, I think I'd crap my pants. <laughs> <laughs> then talk to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Excuse me, Tanaka-san. I need to go change, and then I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, meeting 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 the development team is uh, is is a lot of fun and very cool. And and Yasu was very nice when uh, when he met us and. Uh, you know, recorded a little liner for us and everything. He was, you know, Heck yeah, Yasu. Uh, everyone was uh, was was really fantastic. Uh, so that's yeah, that's that's definitely huge part of uh, of FanFest. So uh, our next email coming from uh, Fabian. Uh, now this is uh, this is fairly long, so uh, I'm only going to read a few suggestions here. He's got seven event suggestions, seven very original event suggestions uh but uh, uh, i'm going to uh to read a couple of my favorite here uh the first one is called boss rush like other games fight all of the bosses with little or no downtime between them for example for rise of the zillart boss rush players would uh, be thrust into the battle with graviton and then upon defeating them they would be teleported to the antican fight and so on through the rest of the bosses in that storyline uh i think that that's especially for veteran players who have been through those fights you know countless times or uh you know maybe just once if you're selfish and lazy and you just wanted to get it done for yourself um so uh it, you know yeah revisiting those uh revisiting those battles and and maybe even um you know like a like a uh uh 
endurance challenge almost that would be where brutal. right where you get to the next BC and and you know your HP and MP was where it was from the first fight you know I think that would be uh, a, a lot of fun and uh, and definitely a huge challenge too. Um, another one of the suggestions here is uh, is train wars. One infamous and controversial method used for farming items is to grab as many enemies as possible and then kill them all in one fell swoop. Why not make a, a game of this practice? Put a small uh, number of players in an area and fill it full of invincible but harmless enemies. Players are then challenged to get as many of the enemies to follow them as possible while preventing their opponents from taking ones off of the end of their train. Uh, the players with the most mobs following them, when the time limit expires, wins. I think that's hilarious. I just think that, that is. Fun. I think that that is uh, absolutely, absolutely hilarious. There are, uh, like I said, there are a bunch of other suggestions here, but uh, the last one that uh, that I want to talk about, uh, this, the last one, fighting blind. I thought that this was an interesting suggestion. Place a party in a BCNM that isn't very hard, uh, but uh, with blindfolds over their support. After a short amount of time, prepare macros. The support players are placed in blindfolds and forced to rely solely on the shouts of their teammates to know what to do and their muscle memory to know what buttons to press. I can see so many things going so wrong so quickly <laughs> that this can only lead to the best kind of chaotic fun. So there's a couple of suggestions. Those are coming from Fabian, and uh, I thought that those those are those are pretty interesting. Uh, some interesting take uh, takes on uh, some some new uh, some new events uh, to do at FanFest. What do you guys think about those? Um, yeah, <laughs> Uh, I like the one where you know they're fighting uh, bosses and like like how we did for Heroes and Heroines Combat mm-hmm. and things like that, um, where you fight the numerous bosses in a row. I think that's interesting. Just just more events where more bosses from the game get to be involved. Uh, I think is good. I don't know about that blind folder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, yeah, like you said, it sounds like fun chaos, but <laughs> I don't know if you'd actually be able to do anything. I have a, I have an alternate. Title for the uh, for the BC though, and it's called XP loss. <laughs> Level down. He says he mentions muscle memory. I can't imagine a single uh, move that I could do on a controller or a keyboard that would remind me where to target, who to target, when. But. Whoever suggested that, they must watch Survivor because they have that every year on Survivor. Oh yeah. They blindfold people and they, their teammates have to yell at them to get them through a maze. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Stop hitting that button. They don't have to stand in the same places or something. It says target two left. Target. Well, two no, right. not if you use because uh, F one is yourself. F two is the next party member on the list. So now you're so already forth. cheating. See, now you're already looking for exploits. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a problem that there's multiple mobs because now you don't know which one you're targeting. <laughs> interesting that's it's creative though that's interesting it's, i mean interesting idea nonetheless uh and uh and yeah i thought it was i thought it was fun uh we got a couple of more emails to go through yeah the next one comes from claudia and it's by far probably my favorite one because it has to do with food <laughs> and uh what she suggests is is that final fantasy 11 snacks pico how wins could, how could that not be awesome <laughs> And she's even volunteering her cooking services. There you go. I want little tonberries, little butcher knife cookies. 
Go make ginger uh, cookies. Interestingly enough, at Fan Festival 2008, we were really looking into the possibility of having uh, FF11 related drinks served at the hotel oh, and the bar. I totally cool. already came up with some. <laughs> uh, um, a a it, it we just We just didn't run into you know, enough uh, ideas to get it going. But, Alakazam yeah. Slammer? <laughs> we were looking into it. So, yeah, it's, not, it's one of those things that's complete, you know, something we could probably do. I'd like to do something That like would that be thing. awesome. I think that would... We should, I, that we, would should, be... we should do that. We should have a contest for people to create drinks on the forums. We and... totally were talking about that after after our last episode with the Moogle Moses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right, oh. that's right. Awesome. Yeah. We actually, the idea I think was to have players come up with different flavors for something like Yudo drink and like to give their input, and then we'd have to create it for them. But, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to work on it a little bit more, but it'd be something really interesting. I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd that, love to yeah, make it. I, I I really like that that idea. <laughs> I should come up with some kind of Final Fantasy cookie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ginger cookies. Exactly. All right. Are the wizard cookies? I always like the wizard, wizard cookies. cookies. So sorry. <laughs> high quality. Don't waste our time. <laughs> our, uh, our final email comes from Hyazinthle from the Leviathan server, uh, from the Tea and Crumpets link shell. And uh, their, their, their big uh, criticism here is... Um, wait, 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 wait. The Tea and Crumpets links, link shell? Tea and Crumpets link shell, the biggest UK LS on the server. That is awesome. <laughs> there, there, there you go. You have gotten Iru's uh, approval. Um, now, uh, uh, they're a little bit more you know, understanding of why there hasn't been an EU fan fest right now. So their big suggestion is maybe that there are other ways of getting the rest of the world involved in, in fan fest, such as having live video feeds around fan fest and being able to watch the U.S. players and the Japanese player at their respective festivals with the challenges they're doing by streaming live from the fan fest computers. See, but this puts us out of a job. Then, then there's no, then there's no point to listen to our wrap up. No, I, I actually, I You're like, don't read that. <laughs> no, Nero's walking around with spray paint. I actually, it's I nice. think, I think that that would be uh, that that would be a really uh, a really great idea. And uh, and you know, I I'd actually, I, I kind of thought of that because um, at, at the 2008 Fan Fest, you guys had set up a bunch of closed circuit uh, uh, televisions. Uh, around the main area, and I remember uh, when when Scott Ramsmere was uh, was drawing, uh, you know, uh, on stage that there was someone with a camera, and that the feed from that video was was being put on all, all of these uh, closed circuit TVs, um, and and you know I thought, well, why you know why couldn't you just just stream that? And uh, that, you know, it'd be a really cool, cool way to uh, to interact with FanFest. Uh, you know, at least on just a passive basis uh, to check out what's what's going on. Um, so, uh, so uh, have you guys given any thought to uh, you know to, to some kind of like official stream or uh, uh, some kind of uh, online internet presence uh, for for FanFests? I mean, yeah, like exactly like you said, we had the closed circuit. Uh feed going to the different rooms because we wanted the different rooms to be able to watch it mm-hmm. um, and we did definitely also look into the possibilities of an stream we haven't done it in the past but it's definitely not something we uh, aren't ever going to do I mean for instance in the Blister Royale we had a live camera watching all the right. in-game activities yeah. so it's not even limited to you know what happens live at the fan festival but maybe uh, stuff that happens in-game as well so you know we we like the idea and we want to look into it so um I don't know. Maybe in a future event, we can see that happen. Yeah, I, I, I think that that would be uh, that that would be really interesting. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to uh, I'd love to see something like that. So, 
very interesting. Yeah, like I said, we want to we want to give more opportunities for people outside of Fan Festival to watch the event, enjoy it, and talk about it amongst their friends as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that wraps up uh, all of our emails. So now we have a contest to figure out one. Kahlo. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No, sorry. No. You didn't enter anyway. Because <laughs> I knew he wouldn't let me win. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, let's, let's see. Um, of course, you know, I, I liked Lee Link's uh, 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 Email saying that uh, we should be performing on stage. It's true. I like that one. <laughs> but you know what? Bias. But you know, first prize. It is bias. Yeah, it's that is bias. It is bias, and and to to choose them for a uh, for a prize, I think would be a little bit biased. But well, uh, well, what if what if we 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 scramble up all the papers face down and pick up a winner at random? Well, uh, yeah, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's up to you guys. We're gonna stay on this one, so you guys can uh, talk to, talk amongst yourselves. And Pico, ask Pico for some advice. Yeah, yeah P- what, what do you think, Pico? Pico, uh, which suggestion did uh, did you really enjoy? I'm I'm biased. I like the snacks idea. <laughs> see, see, see. It's, it's it's almost impossible to pick one because everyone has a biasness. So I think we should uh, put it down to a drawing. I, 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 would, I hate peeps, but I would totally buy chocolate peeps. <laughs> uh, I like that. I, I like that idea of uh, of FFXI snacks. That's uh, that's definitely uh, unique, uh, to say the least. So uh, why don't we? Uh, yeah, why, why don't we? Uh, the, the, why don't we give that person a a, a, a piano CD? All right, congratulations so. to uh, to Claudia. Uh, and uh, no server is listed, unfortunately. But congratulations, Claudia! You will be receiving a piano soundtrack. All right, we got uh, three more soundtracks to give out before we give out the uh, the, the big prize, which is the uh, Shadow Lord statue. By the way, I gotta say that Shadow Lord statue is really cool. I, yeah. I, I if if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't part of this thing, I would have totally entered myself for one of those. <laughs> Because um, those those are really cool, and I don't I don't happen to be able to have the money to pay for one. I, I need I need to get one so I can use it to discipline my kids. Nice. That just scared the hell out of me even thinking about it. Chasing your kids down the hall with a statue. Oh God. Uh. You know, I, I really, I really enjoyed Auspice's story. I did too. Of, Me too. of meeting Tanaka and the rest of the the development team and Sage Sunday. I think that that's worth a CD. Absolutely, absolutely. Auspice of Cerberus, you're getting a CD. Let's see what else we got here. Shyness pays off after all, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think that uh, that. Uh, Ayani was on the right track here, you know, talking about the uh, the Taru Tarot cards, which I think we we all agreed were probably one of the coolest mementos from FanFest there. And, uh, you know, bringing back more things such as that would be a great idea. I'm going to uh, nominate Ayani's email from the Siren server. All right. Cool. All mm-hmm. right. You just want a CD. You get a CD. <laughs> uh, that's copyrighted. Now they're going to sue you. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're not going to get much. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, uh, what else ga- we got, gamer? What what suggestion uh, did you really enjoy? Well, we got we got one more CD to give away here. Out of the ones left, um, I got it down to two. Two? Three, which which two? But I'm biased for the band's one because I like music. <laughs> what's the, what's the what's the other one there? The job trivia. The I really like that one. I like that one. The oh, job trivia. Oh, yeah. Job yeah. trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think. Uh, I'm going to have to go with that one. Errant from the Ferry Server. Congratulations. You win a CD. CD. All right. Now it's now it's the hard, the hard one. one. Now number it's the hard one. Yeah, number one. Who's going to walk away with this epic Shadow Lord statue? Got a lot of really good entries. Man, you, you know... It's hard to choose to, one. To the listeners and to the fans, you guys make this job really difficult. Really difficult. Really difficult. I can't even imagine having to judge something like the fan art contest and mm-hmm. and and you know it, it, looking through all of those amazing entries. Uh, you know, we 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 got probably a you know only a fraction of what you guys receive, and and we're having the hardest time trying to uh, trying to come up with uh, with a winner here. So uh, you know what? I think I, I think I got a nomination for us. Looking at you know over all these emails, you know they're all suggesting you know fun events, but I think I, I think I think one of them really puts the uh, the potential out there for I mean just a brutal but really fun time, and that would be from Fabian here with his his boss rush, you know, oh, with the with the seven Thinking, suggestions, yep, you know, going yeah. up against you know Graviton and then the Antikins. And then, you know, the, the guy at the top of the tower. And then all the archangels after that. And then yeah. the final boss. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, that's going to be some think, fun time right there. I, you couldn't even K-Club burn that. I don't think I don't, no. I don't think that there is a link shell in existence that could get through a, uh, in a, uh, get through a uh, endurance challenge like that. And I got to say... You know, my uh, my evil side really really likes that the thought of that just everyone getting the mm-hmm. getting the crap kicked out of them. So, what do you think? I'm, I'm I I like I mean there are seven quality suggestions here. It, it's not just the fact that it's the boss rush. Every one of these emails have given us something quality, but he has given us seven. Yeah, there's quality. A, lots of thought behind this one. Yeah. So that would have made seven great emails. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that would have, and it's all in one. Yep, all all wrapped into one. So I think we have a winner for our Shadow Lord statue, Whee! and that's Fabian. Congratulations, Fabian. Congrats. Congratulations. You got the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I see what you did there. So you know, I, I seriously, I really want to thank everyone who took the time to uh, to to submit entries. I want to apologize to some people who may not have heard their voicemails because they're uh, we got a lot of garbled voicemails Aww. and uh, and some that were even silent, like maybe they were muted or uh, their mic wasn't correctly plugged in or something. So uh, uh, we want to do thank everyone that submitted uh, uh, suggestions and feedback and all of these are already in the hands of Square Enix. I sent you guys these last night, and you, you guys oh, still yeah. got them. All right. So yeah, we need to look at all of them. They have, uh, they have all been read. Now, now I, heard you made, I heard that you made a promise to, uh, to, to Fusion and the rest of the Pet Food Alpha crew that, uh, that their episode would personally be touched by Yasu Kurosawa. Do we get the same promise? Yasu will listen to your podcast. 
can, can, uh, can, can, can you have Sage Sunday listen to and let him know that I really wanted to talk to him? <laughs> but, but I, I you remember that day? And oh, then, yeah, and, and you know, it, it, it was during the concert too. So I'm like, I don't want to disrupt his concert viewing pleasure. You know, so nice. so just let him know that he's super awesome, and I think he's just he's amazing. And I wish I could solo circuits. Yeah, I, I remember a story where he's telling us about some American creepily staring at him. <laughs> well, nice. makes sense. Hey, son, do you remember that guy who never talked to you? Yeah, he says hi. He's going to have Matt and Robert mark you somehow at the next <laughs> He's going to, like, come up to me and talk to me, and I'm not going to know what to say. He's going to go in the corner and cry. <laughs> all, I, all I can hope is that I get that on video. That's all I hope. Just, just carry some cards around with you so you can show them to him when you can't speak. There, there you go. Wow. I'm sorry. Flashcards. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Rob, Matt, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been amazing, and and uh, what a pleasure it has been uh, to to speak with you and to you know to kind of pick your brain on on you know what exactly is involved with going into a into a, a live event like Fan Fest, and uh, and I got to say. From from the bottom of of my black, darkened, shriveled heart, uh, that uh, that uh, you know, um, we absolutely are so thankful for the effort, the time, and the work that you guys put into the live events. It clearly shows in the qual in the, you know the high quality of the event and uh, and and you know the the fun that everyone has there. So thank you guys so much for putting these on. For us, they're you know they're they're so much fun, and uh, I just I can't thank you enough. Thank you guys for uh, for we're coming just, on. We're just really glad you guys like it, and we're really glad that so much so many players in the community uh, take the time to go and spend the money traveling long distances or even short distances to show up and hang out with us because it's really a blast on our end as well. Absolutely, Pico. We also want to thank you for joining us and uh, and uh, telling us. Uh, a, a little bit about what uh, what goes on at Alakazam, and uh, as well as your fan fest experiences in the past, and uh, it was uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show. We'd love to have you on again. So uh, if you ever get some free time, maybe you can uh, come and join us and be a guest host on Limit Break Radio. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I still have nightmares from doing mug house. <laughs> say, we do nice. have a crafting gardening episode we have to do at some point. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a chance. But but again, and then I can make my pitch for putting bento in in the game. There you nice. go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, thank you, uh, thank you guys for uh, for sparing the time to uh, to come and talk to us. So uh, it's uh, it's this is this has been a fantastic experience. Make sure you check out not only our website limitbreakradio.com, but also make sure you check out the other uh, stops on the uh, the community team podcast tour. Uh, Pet Food Alpha over at uh, petfoodalpha.com, uh, talking about community, and he says she says over at asktomandso.com. Talking about the uh, the Moogle events, the holiday events, mm-hmm. and uh, and and yeah, we'd like to also, if possible, we'd like to thank you guys for hosting us on yeah, this definitely. podcast tour, and also the other podcasts for hosting us. I mean, we had a great time, and this was really fun, and we're glad we were able to do it. We hope we can do another one some other time, and you know, we hope you guys listen to all of them and enjoy. Absolutely. Now, you know what? You guys are on the tour here, and and usually we take the show out. 
and uh, and and say goodbye. But uh, but being that this is your final stop on the tour, this is your this is your final show, guys. This is your last show. You've got a huge crowd. They're going crazy. Say goodnight. Thanks for listening. You know, have a great time and uh, continue to enjoy FF11. And uh, we'll see you all in Band of Deal. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to the podcast and uh, for writing the forums and playing the game. You guys are great. We love the entire community, and we hope to see you guys again soon. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadil are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. See, I was I was hoping for more of a rock and roll type thing, like good night, man, a deal. My ears. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're not sorry at all. I'm not. That was fun. <laughs>